Welcome to the show, everybody. From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, 19. I question a psychopath. You know, when I hear that song, Keith, uh, I, I'm having a different attitude about it. I That woman's voice on the January 6th, I got maced. It just, she annoys the shit out of me. And we don't even know who she is. Wouldn't you like to know? Uh, I, well, I'm, Probably well, a librarian knows? or something like that. Yeah, I think she, you know, I, I wonder, I couldn't place the accent. Like, where in the country was she from? She was too jacked up. You were too jacked up on, on, on riot endorphins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your dialect you know? doesn't, her, her only dialect was revolution. You know, and the yeah, the nonpartisan review board uh, has been you know, which you know, which shows the failings of our democratic system, has just come up with a lot of damning, damning statements from the uh, from the commission. You know, it's because they were whatever they were, they were trying to incite a true coup, like a true oh, coup. Yeah. yeah, it was actually going to happen. Like, and the fact that they actually were is kind of hilarious. Like, well, well, like the fact that they thought they could. Well, yeah, it, it's but you know, but what's what's disturbing about because again, this is what the, they are creating a fake mythology. I'm sure in the eyes of a bunch of different people across this country, they're heroes. They they put their life on the line, Keith. They're heroes. No, they're actually misled, miserable human beings. Is what they really are. Well, welcome to Keith Paisley's podcast. <laughs> We're here. We're not gonna on that on that note. <laughs> Starting it out because we haven't talked about Trump a lot. And I'm glad. I'm so glad he's not no, president. No, he's starting his own social media, but that's it. God, that that he calls truth. It's like it, it is like 1984, Keith. It's newspeak. Like new words get created when a revolution happens, and it's like and it's often it's opposite talk. You know, north is south, south is north, black is white, white is black. Yeah, but here's the only well, the only thing we believe here is. Uh, <laughs> That's our Portland party. is a long way from L.A. It really is. Oh, we, uh, by the way, I can't tell you, Keith, I'm happy about something. What's I'm that? Happy about, okay. I'm happy because came into the show. We're doing the shows on Wednesdays now a little more. That's kind of our thing, which I kind of like. I think it's a, a just a change of pace. Makes the feeling a little different, which I think you know, enhances the performance in a way. Oh, yeah. But also, you pop, I, I walk in and you're playing a Hallmark movie. Because just today, I was thinking, oh, yeah. what I missed about Saturdays is that usually that's when Hallmark movies are on. But we can there's a Hallmark channel. They're already building up to Christmas. 
Halloween doesn't exist on the Hallmark <laughs> Channel. Halloween, which is like four days away still. We're still north of Halloween, not south of it, you know. And uh, I love and, how you use directions. That's like you know, a, that's like a good middle aged thing. You know, exactly. you know, I'm just northwest of fucking uh, <laughs> my dick not working anymore. But it, uh, it but it is Winnie Cooper from Wonder Years fame. Uh, on a Hallmark show, it's just this is what we watched when Jeff Eggleston was on about six months ago. When yeah. he sang, he sang "Jesus Was a Lady." You can go on our YouTube channel after the live stream and watch that shit. Cool, cool. Uh, Austin, Texas's own Jeff Eggleston. Wow, well, I, I heard, I saw Bobby Budd's post. For those of you who don't, who are Chicago listeners, Bobby Budd's is a now former Chicago comedian, currently residing in Austin, Texas, and he had a post saying how he he thought he'd never say this, but he he misses female comedians. He said, "Oh, it's." all dudes over there yeah it's it's <clears throat> i don't know I, I, well because a lot of rogan people followed <laughs> a lot of rogan people followed god our country is it's really, everyone's seeking the new hollywood that's not hollywood yeah and like because it can be sort of done now because of the equipment and the yeah it's more affordable and you can kind of do something like that but i just feel like the stand not like hollywood is known for good standards i mean the majority of it is crap obviously well, our show is living proof of that of the garbage we watch as we channel surf here let's throw on some er Ooh, ooh, this is what, what from what? season 15 we're oh. talking later on oh yeah early yeah. aughts yeah yeah so this this is uh post uh Post Juliana Margulies and Clooney. Clooney's been gone. He's been a star now for a solid twelve years at this point. Oh yeah, isn't that Jenna Fisher? Oh yep, that's Jen. Yeah, she was in other stuff. Well, she, she was in Dogma. And wasn't she? I mean, she was. Which in, came out around this time in 1999. 1999 is going to be a big year. This is not 99 though, man. No, I'm this saying. I'm oh, saying oh. she Dogma was 1999. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I thought you were saying ER. This ER, okay. I didn't. No, I, I, I didn't, no, no, no. This is probably 2002, 2003. Because Dogma, she was kind of an unknown still. What, what, what was Dogma? Dogma's the Kevin Smith movie with Ben Affleck. Oh yeah. And uh, where they're angels, they play fallen angels. Okay, okay. Uh, and it's actually a really good Alanis Morissette plays God. I, I feel like Kevin Smith was... He was definitely a precursor to the Nerdist movement. I think he's one of the forefathers oh, yeah. of the Nerdist oh, yeah. movement. He know? wore hockey jerseys. Yeah, I I, I liked Clerks because it was so raw. It was so just like poorly produced. I liked that about, but the dialogue there was a lot of heart in the writing. Much like he's the great movie, at dialogue. Yeah, much like the movie <laughs> Pink Flamingos. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, we got things to talk about. <laughs> John Waters fame. Speaking of Hollywood, yeah. we're getting into Hollywood. We had big Hollywood news, actually fun Hollywood news. Yeah. Bad Hollywood news. Yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin accidentally killed a guy. He Brandon leads somebody. Yeah. Uh, that made me think about famous deaths in Hollywood. Jamie Bailey's here. He's in the chat. All right. Mr. Bailey, thanks for joining. He's got work in 30 minutes, so he's going to be in the chat a short a tight time. one, but it's good. But, you, but you're right. What did you... Okay. I have a question for you. Yes. Maybe you have a question for me. I got a question for you. Absolutely. When you heard the story break... I felt bad for him. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask what your initial reaction was. I felt bad. And I knew people on both sides were going to attack him because he's got hate on the right for being... He went hard left after yeah. 30 Rock because yeah. that, that crew accepted him. Yeah. Uh, and he needed to rebound from calling his daughter a pig over the phone, which is why <laughs> liberals still kind of hate him. So he got backlash from all... People want to fucking uh, prosecute him criminally. <laughs> 
He's outside of. Well, a, yeah, that turn something's going to happen. He was outside. Yeah. Well, the, the, even if his production company gets popped, he's not liable for anything. It's you know, not like he went out there waving, making threats. Like it's the prop person is at least at fault. The the oh yeah 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 whoever handles that there's going to be some consequences. But even no though they're not that. coming out and saying it, and I, this is a larger argument I had with with Larry uh, earlier this week is I don't think cancel culture exists. Obviously, you know, like people who who make millions of dollars are going to be able to make millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, they're going to plow through it. But there is a philosophical cancel culture where these people that are considered bad and dangerous in whatever fashion verbally physically yeah. whatever crimes they committed or jokes they told that upset whatever marginalized group yeah and i'm for marginalized people i'm yeah. not lessening their struggle exactly. or how any sort of entertainment makes them feel but there is a wink wink like we never want you to do what you do we never want you to do this again oh you have to do you have to go to pivot in a different direction well even As like take louis ck yeah didn't get charged with any crimes borderline what he did was borderline illegal based oh, on yeah. the consensuality of whoever was in that hotel room with yeah, him exactly so let's say no two he, of the women let's say he gives people his wish and yeah. doesn't do stand up ever again i'm gonna go get a job managing a mcdonald's they would just call up that McDonald's and be like, you have a sexual predator working there. So there's no end to it. Like there's no, there's no, okay, you're, you're done. Like you, 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 like you don't want him to work again. You don't want him to be able to have a job again. Just yeah. say that. Yeah, it is. I tell you what, you, uh, you've really sparked something in my brain. You've made a very good point. Keith, Keith Pace, right now, right now. And I'm right not now, saying right you'd be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, he might be. He is a, and for all intents and yeah. purposes, a sexual predator. Again, when when but is there's the, no yeah. they they've given no possible path to redemption. Well, exactly, exactly, and that's exactly the point, and that's exactly why it's a good, and that's what I was thinking too. Is like, well, when does it? When's the statute of limitations on this? When does it end? Where it's like you've done your time, and this to me speaks to something deeper. This country and this culture we have in general can be so fucking punitive just in general whatever your punishment is it's just so it's it's so righteous in certain ways uh and it is just we are going to punish you and i mean as evidenced by a prison system that is simply out of control there are 2.4 million people in prisons in this country 2.4 million that's the most of any country on the planet india and china have four times the population of this country and they have less people in prison than we have and not to mention the entire felon culture you create it is about punishing that well, sounded a little bad don't you this felon culture no but, but, I guess, but yeah, yeah but 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 the whole what sound a little what, what do you mean you like? got this felon culture out there but, but the point is is it's been created by our system our system and my one of my biggest beefs with 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 cancel culture because i actually think it does serve and a there purpose. should be something else i don't there's philosophical cancel culture yeah, yeah, These yeah, people yeah, are yeah. going to continue to make money. Louis Tours, Shane Gillis Tours, Dave Chappelle Tours. He might have trouble releasing this movie. That's the new news. He he has a movie that no one wants to distribute. Put it on your YouTube channel. Like, yeah, no it, one. It, you're going to make money. It, it, interesting. You're coming from that angle. I think I'm coming from more from the political angle. But what right, you're saying right, makes right, total right. sense. It's absolutely legitimate. Well, you're that's, totally that's legitimate. the argument against yeah. cancel culture is like no one's being canceled. These people are making money. Like, OK, but you still don't want them to. 
<laughs> it, it's also it's just just admit you don't want them to. Th- this was a big philosophical breakthrough for me because I was pretty anti cancel culture from the point of view of it's not systemic enough. It just plucks off individuals. It's not looking for a deeper meaning to it. It's just you did something bad. You're naughty. You're Scalps. gone. Scalps. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not. It's not a systemic approach. Which that being said, scalping people is a start. <laughs> so it is. You just is gotta true. like lay out your demands after that. Exactly. And it's got to be clear and articulated. You got to have and make it simple. You do what the right does. Have three or four issues and pound those same things over and over again to make that part of the discussion. That's what people. That's the only way that people kind of quasi listen to each other in this culture, which they don't. Quasi moto. Uh, but 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 it is uh, with cancel culture. It, 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 my my beef of it just being not systemic and individuals, but it's also a reflection of just how punitive. Well, when you do your time in prison, in theory, in theory, you've done your debt to society. Now you should have a little bit more of a clean break. But that doesn't happen. I mean, when you get, get for a, for a major crime, for a felony, it, it is a true scarlet letter, and your life is pretty fucked up. So it's creating this permanent underclass of millions of people. People. That's a lot of people, you know, millions of people who have ooh, yeah. economic opportunities. I guess it goes back with it a little bit too. are hurt, you know, and I guess I'm again, just trying to can- tie it back into the cancel thing and the things that I'm uncomfortable. But what the purpose it did serve and I had a philosophical breakthrough, the purpose that it did serve, it did get you know, your Harvey Weinstein's and Cosby's oh, yeah. had to be off the street. Oh, absolutely. So and I think it has forced some men and they may not have liked it but you know too fucking bad for some men to curb their fucking behavior you know and certain attitudes and certain beliefs at least to reflect on that you know so i think that's a good thing but there's no again the statute of limitations or have you done your three and a half years in the cancel penalty box and now you can come out of it it yeah. doesn't seem to work that way and and it's just so indicative of of the nature of of what activism is which and that's another angle that that's where i really get offended by it's a more left-wing angle than your pseudo left-wing angle you know it's about freaking doing something and i just don't find it is doing enough you know and it is not these same questions have always been there it's not answering them it's not resolving them i'm sick of talking about this shit i want it to be resolved and we're not there you know and and i don't know if it helps there creates more of a defensive posture between people you know there's not an agreement i don't know it's just it's guys it's problematic but it's all the forces of the left even remotely have to even fight back against this gigantic behemoth of a machine that is crushing everyone, you know? Yeah. That, that's who the enemy is. That, that, these Identity politics, at the end of the day, I want to just blow it out of the water. The enemy is the extremely wealthy. They are the ones who write the laws. Yeah, let's all unite. They are the ones who let's actually... Let's all hike up whatever genitals we were born with Jesus. Or, or surgically applied, and let's kill They're some billionaires. They're the enemy. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. It's You know something... I, you know what I've watched this week? This was a good thing with the Chappelle thing. I went back and watched. Uh, I haven't watched the end of it. I'm but flick around while you. Do, snap. Do, 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 you know what I watched? A uh, uh, Boys Don't Cry, the Hillary Swank movie. Dude, I got that. That's one of the possible watches in the second half because we're going to do TV history later in the second half, and we're getting back was to it, the. Bald- it was released this week, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. We're, we're getting back to the Baldwin thing. By the way, I just this is a little rant we're going on. We have Martin though in the background right now, Martin. <laughs> which dealt with this use of transgender a lot in 1995. <laughs> These marginalized people, Gina. <laughs> well, it is. Has this ever been said? Has this ever been said by an African American comic? I want. To, do you know that you, I, you are more tapped into it than I am? Because I'm so vain. I just don't listen. To I did the, the rooms. I did the black rooms with. But it, I, I feel like ever since the civil rights movement in this country, 
civil rights movement showed the path for truly marginalized people to become more fully realized citizens. Is that a, that's how I kind of look at it? Is that a, does that make sense to oh, you? What sure. I just said, and, and I wonder if there's some African American folks who are offended over the fact that, of course, now trans people, the LGBTQ community, has used a lot of the same oh, sort dude, of tactics. Oh, that, dude, that's Dave Chappelle's kind of... His beef? His beef is yeah. that he still believes that African-American people are the most marginalized people in the history of humanity. And he, I think he takes offense that yeah. other marginalized groups have kind of... That they've tried to, like, make this trauma olympics that like yeah you know my, yeah. my thing is now equal to your thing and he's just like no 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 and that's yeah. one of the points he made and that's kind of my complaint about a special is he kind of just makes points more than actual jokes there's yeah. jokes in the points yeah and it's very like he'll say something hardcore and grin yeah uh but he said you know gay people lgbtq the it's their minorities and what upsets me is their minorities until they need to be white yeah 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 like no, basically yeah. whatever sexuality you have whatever genitals you have you still clutch your purse when you see a black person walking down the street <laughs> he's right <laughs> he i mean yeah he makes a pretty damn good point i guess for me the side i'm on but i think the fact that he he just keeps saying that instead of being like how can we come to a parlay here? yeah yeah exactly and yeah, where can it, we connect but the new news for Chappelle, we'll get into Chappelle and later we'll go back into baldwin because i want to make yeah. fun of that too but he has said because a netflix employee walked out yeah uh, a trans one one was fired for revealing um one of like a a, a document they weren't supposed to tweet out um but then got rehired. A couple of them got rehired. One is still fired. Um, well, but you then know, he said, he, yeah. he goes, I'm willing to meet with these people, but they have to watch my special from beginning to end. And that's the argument I got into with Larry yeah. a couple days ago is, you know, he there's quotes from articles. He says he's team turf, which turf means a feminist who's against trans people. They, they think yeah. that they're hard, hard stance. There's only two genders. And the point, the whole point of the joke is Dave Chappelle goes, this is what turf means. It means that you're a feminist who thinks that there's that gender is absolute. And he goes, I believe that I'm team turf. But then he there's like a larger joke to that. I'm not. And I'm not either. Yeah. But they use little snippets the like I'm yeah, team turf yeah. little. And they say he says this, this and this. And I go, that's ridiculous. You just laid out 45 minutes worth of material okay. in three sentences. I, I, I want to say something. Not, I just go. That's yeah. out of context. Even if they're You're right, right. It's You're out of right. context. But that is a statement to me about this fucking generation. And it's got. Listen, it's not just a generation. It's this fucking culture. I'm not going to just generational size. It, OK, I do that too often. It's this fucking culture that I've been pissed off at for decades where it's got this attention span where no one can pay attention for longer than like, and it's gotten it's whittled down from like 21 seconds to like eight seconds and it's going to yep. be three after that and it's 30 like, seconds to a minute follow us on TikTok. it's by the just way. like I mean come <laughs> it's just like people can't actually dive into it because their own anxieties of their rotten existence start popping into their head when they actually calm their mind for four seconds they realize how oh, it's racing 7,000 miles an hour because every image is being rammed down their throat saying bye 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 it's just like no we have to watch it and kind of experience it i'll tell you one thing i have not watched it and i, and I think Chappelle's hilarious it's, a, you know? it's good but i tell you what not as good as his earlier shit it's affected me and this is a good thing i give it some credit in that i went back and i watched 
I watch Boys Don't Cry, and I, it's interesting watching it in this different in a different lens. I've been doing that a lot recently. I've been going back to movies I liked from twenty years watching ago. Watching it 25. through a different lens, he means he puts on man cow sunglasses. <laughs> I have my three D sunglasses, like and I'm watching the movie House starts? of Wax in nineteen eighty three or Space Hunter. <laughs> before you know? that's a remake. The 06 House of Wax is a remake. Oh, oh yeah, it, it was a Vincent Price movie. You just crushed me. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think it might be a different plot line, but there was a, a movie called House of Wax that was made in the fifties. It was three D in the fifties that they re released in 83 and i was like i've got to see this movie it's in 3d yeah. i was 14 it was an experience <laughs> back to baldwin no, but, though uh, by but, the way. but i want to you know, you know continue I go off on, uh, go I, off so i've been watching put jake uh, tapper on while we get political uh i've been uh watching um uh boys don't cry and it's been and i've been doing some October research 22nd 1999 exactly and i looked that up and i was like holy shit it was just released 22 years ago you know and and that movie is a fucking good movie we, it's a very it's good either, movie. well we do tv history we're definitely going to watch clips of chips 99 oh, I got, oh yeah I got those yeah. all lined no, up i appreciate that which i remember watching when it was released so we have children of the corn six i believe or seven <laughs> man or boys was, don't was, cry was malachi still making an appearance occasionally yeah, i think it's adult malachi <laughs> How about that little preacher kid? It was like, oh, Malachi, it wants you. you know, Isaac? Like, yeah, Isaac. This might be Isaac's return, actually. Wow. Wow. Isaac was, uh, by the way, a gay a actor little, a in little, the 80s. Well, and a little homunculus of a man. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, I, again, I've been going back and watching. By the way, original Children of Corn is borderline unwatchable. Here, let's put it it's up on the screen. It's truly a bad movie. Here's our options. We'll do a little peek into, <laughs> into the second half here. We're, 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 we've been firing off 20 minutes in here. But, but, but with, with Boys Don't cry been watching that and the acting is solid it's good acting they had a good cast rob aponte says keith great levity injection with the sunglasses well yeah yeah absolutely you need we need to have that you know. <laughs> and we're back but but with and it's made me look into the research native a lot of native american nations i don't say tribes i say nations uh you know because hey i'm woke I was saying that 25 years ago, buddy. Anyway, um, they recognize five genders and, and the arguments for the five genders, they made sense to me. It opened my mind a little bit going back and watching that. Oh, it's, you know, and they had the five, which I can get down with the five genders. I can actually get down with that, 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 that sort of. So, again, it's male, female is dominant. Right. Then so, there's like trans. It's, it goes. Yeah. both ways. And, and then there's the man who thinks that they're a woman or believes or is identifies, a, you know, identifies. whoever identifies as not yeah. their birth. Exactly. That, that is a non-binary person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're just so. a you're you're a you're a cell. You're, yeah. you're a giant cell, you know. And it is, and then for the male and the female, they had five genders. Said women who were like, "No, I'm a man." Man, who I'm a woman, and then the the fluid ones, and then the male and female. Now, obviously, the male and female is the dominant gender, so that has there has to be a certain degree of I think of a compassion and an acknowledgement that it's just not all the same, which makes oh, perfect yeah. sense. Carl it's Jung, it's the most logical evolutionary step to take, to even if you don't believe in it. Just oh yeah, put, yeah just yeah. put it in the gene pool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just make sure it's something your kid believes. It's and then... because there is too many of us, ladies and gentlemen. Ba, 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 ba. There's too many of us. But yeah, it, so it, uh, you know, world is gonna end very soon. <laughs> well, and that was always my argument. Like, and then again, it was so homophobic when I grew up. It was so fucking homophobic, let alone trans. Although there was, there was like inklings of that with like the new wave movement in the early eighties, Bowie and like Bowie in the seventies, very much. There was an androgyny that was going on, going on, but AIDS just, I mean, slammed that door hard, 
hard slam that door. So I think about how homophobic it was, and it's just not as homophobic, and that is a good thing. Uh, I think it's gotten so non-homophobic that I don't even put the trans people in with the gay people. I think if it, if it's, if it's, it's its own thing. It's its own experience. And so, again, watching Boys Don't Cry and this Chappelle thing has opened my mind a bit. So you're watching the mind being open. Fix the TV. I, I think five is re- it's just how Fuck. many are there of the, of the other three? You know, it's like, and that sort of influence and in integrating that. And again, back in the day, I remember people were saying, well, you're gay. It's unnatural. You can't have children. I was thinking you're about gay. that. My it's dad like, used to get drunk and tell me like, you know, if you do anything you want, you can murder a human being. If you become gay, I'll disown you. I mean, whoa, the shame around that. It was all because it, he thinks that it meant his cum is gay and he ultimately is gay. But yeah, he, he internalized it himself. He fucking annihilates pussy. So that can't be possible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> The whole thing, too, though, is just it is about. No, doesn't it make sense that it's natural? Because not everyone should be procreating. We shouldn't be having so many. There's a scientific reason why 10% of the population shouldn't be. It's kind of natural birth control in a way. So therefore, I think you can make the argument. No, it is natural. Like it should be there, you know? So yeah. that was a big breakthrough for me where I accepted that, you know? And that being said, still don't get Judy here's, Garland. Here, don't, don't get Judy Garland one bit. Here's I my have final no take, idea why she's Here's my final that. take on cancel culture. Yeah. This is ultimately what I believe. Yeah. Both sides are so fucking annoying. You should be allowed to bash Dave Chappelle however aggressively you yeah. want while his special remains on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> There's no need to walk out of your job. <laughs> it's fine. Dave Chappelle is not going to work with you every day. Yeah. God, it's just... Uh, so everyone like, chill out a little bit. Later on in the show, what do you want to watch? We have The Bone Collector from November 5th. That's getting a little late, though. October 22nd, 99, Boys Don't Cry. Children of the Corn, what number is this? Uh, uh, yeah, it's six. Isaac's Return, October 19th, 99. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's actually pop it. Fight Club, Superstar, <laughs> Mystery, Alaska for Love of the Game, Ninth they Gate. They know their audience. Isaac's, Isaac Returns. Oh, they yes. The storyline of, of Children of the Corn. The original Children of the Corn, Keith, like I, I've been watching all these 80s movies or movies like Boys Don't Cry that I watched that I liked back in the day. I never liked Children of the Corn. I knew it was weak when I was 14, which, is, which tells you something. When you know what 14 in movies bad... It's bad. I watched it recently. Linda Hamilton's in it. It is uh, unwatchable. It's not unwatchable. Old, old heartthrob of, of, of men my dad's age, Linda Hamilton. Oh, oh I, I had a. I remember I was on Terminator. She, she gave hot. me the bone. She looked hot without a bra. <laughs> no, she. Yeah, I had. A, when I was 15 years old. She was in the in like the docket of of actresses that I, I thought were really attractive at that age. Deadline you know? White House. It's just you know? Joe Biden's napping. God. Look, Look at this, this cat. Got, <laughs> got Cornell West going up Got a here, member man. of the Roots working for fucking uh, I like it. I NBC. like it. It is, I mean, the imagery and stuff, it's like, what's out there? And it's all this weird cacophony of, I'm an individual. Why I say this? My individualism is captured by this. It's like, no. It, it, that's all part of the... It's why the fucking Roman Empire is falling. Okay. So Alec Baldwin yeah. killed people. I know. One person injured one person. I feel really bad for him. The funniest thing I find is the initial report, it says uh, TMZ found Alec Baldwin crying outside a medical facility. Request for a comment was denied. Really? Obviously. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. 
this media the gall of the fucking media i i think that's gay too there's fucking radio shows i love by the way i'm trying to come up with a word for gay that's not gay yeah yeah but like lame gay yeah we just say it's lame like that's what i always just lame is lame though let's fucking leave it to beaver shit i used to say lame all the time in the early 90s it's so lame god it's so fucking lame have a good shift james he's got to go to work all right yeah have fun rob aponte over here yeah, exactly. uh, he's he's second in command on the chat. So Aponte is now president of the chat. I'm, I'm sorry. That's good. I'm glad. Hey, thank you. Appreciate that. But they're just trying to make Deshaun Watson, Watson a story. It's like anyway. Well, I mean, he he got it's the 22 women. It's the number. It's Cosby ish. Well, didn't he? I mean, yeah, yeah. He's not going to trade. But again, yeah. well, they got to cut him at least. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna be suspended for at least half or to a full season. You don't want that PR, especially with a preacher owner. Do you feel as bad about not drafting him now? Oh, absolutely. Plus, we got our boy Fields. I want him to wipe out the coaching staff. Bring Brian Dabo in from fucking Buffalo. It's so. It, here's what's good about the NFL and all the panic of yeah. the coaching staff in Chicago being inept, which they are. You can change everything in a year. The NFL is set up to imme- yeah. immediately right wrongs. Yeah. The ownership can wake up tomorrow, fire Matt Nagy, hire Brian Dabo. You can pay to bring him over. You Because I think that if you trade midseason, you can trade for a coach, right? Oh, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, there's many more trades than there used to be. You know, it, but anyway, make your point, because I hear what you're saying, though. Maybe, so maybe I, I just think yeah. it's easier than, like, there right now there's this existential, like, oh, my God, we're going to ruin Justin Fields. It's going to be a little bit of a rough rookie year, rougher than most, because we have an inept coaching staff yeah. who can't adapt to the dynamic yeah. talent they have. Yeah. Uh, so we'll find someone that can. I, I, and I And I am, you know, I am a lifelong Viking fan, as we always say. <laughs> And we talk about the Bears. As we should, we should talk about the Bears. It's football season. So I'm going to talk about Joe Burrow's. So the man. I, I've taken an interest in in fields of just watching him, and 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 I will put my sports IQ in the upper quartile. I'm actually an intelligent sports man. That that's a fact. I've watched a lot of sports. I used to be a sports you know writer. I I have been around. I've talked about. You used I've to digested. be on a semi-professional show about sports. Sport. I, I I do. I, I put my sports. Room. I have passed the Jeopardy test and the Stump the Schwab test. I didn't pass the on-screen test. They didn't like that. But I had. A, but I passed the. You probably were test. staring daggers into the Schwab. But I didn't even. When I it was like they recorded you. It it just felt it felt it felt uncomfortable. I don't know how else to describe it. It felt uncomfortable. So I wasn't my natural self. So I know what I'm talking about. And Fields is a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback that they have. And it's just, there's just not a lot of talent around him. So again, it's that debate. And I know I was one for lobbying for, he should get him in there, see what he does. Rob Aponte, here's his opinion. Yeah. Chicago coaching is the worst. They will get Fields injured. Pace is horrible. Minnesota is a better team. Well, you know, I, I thought that until Minnesota almost lost to Detroit. But boy, this last couple of weeks, these last couple weeks, you said you were glad they were on a bye oh, week this week. It, it was so good because, again, I, I looked at these six week highlights. You know, we're we're a third of the way into the season now. You know, a little over a third of the way, forty percent into the season. That's, the fuck uh, is going on? I don't know. It's some. It's probably my car being. No, stolen. it's for that fucking dumb school across the street. Yeah, so it, it is. Uh, there's this buzzing in the background. It's also our brains. We're we're cooking right now. We got some good topics. We've we've gonna, hit them hard. I'm gonna we're go single hot. shot and shut the window. It, we, we, yeah, we, we've cut. I can but, hear you though. Baby. Absolutely. Yeah, but with the um, yeah, you know, it, with uh, with fields, it's just you know, I, and I was like an advocate for you got to get him in there, see what he can do. 
And I thought there was enough advancement. That Cleveland game was a disaster, bad game. But they beat the Bengals at home, you know. And and even that that uh, Packer game, the highlights of him again. The exact type of plays I thought he had to make in order to be an effective rookie. He had two very long runs for like probably 18 to 22 yards that they got first downs on, flushing. And I'm like, that is good that he did that. But at the same time, boy, Tampa Bay came to play. And Tampa Bay's defense, who's on my fantasy team, has not been good this year. Uh, they got They got healthy in a hurry against the Bears. They got healthy in a hurry. I mean, they, oh yeah. They, I mean, they confused him, and he didn't look very good. But you know something? It's only He's his fucking fourth to. game or fifth game of starting. So he, don't worry. I do. The only concern I have is, and you called it out. When he does run, he's got a certain viciousness to his running that he's got to just slide. He's got to slide some unless Even he can run out of bounds. sliding, he keeps up. He slides like a, the letter L. Yeah, yeah. So he can just get blasted. <clears throat> he well, no, yeah. he slides so he could slide real quick and then pop back up. Yeah, like it's almost like he's driving himself into the ground yeah. and not sliding like a baseball player. Yeah, or what a baseball player used to do, like when they go into third base on a triple. Yeah, man, I yeah. legged it out like Robin know? Van Fucking Chura. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I snapping think that, his ankle in spring training. I, I think that uh, it, it, it was a rough game, and now they got to play. Who they got to play now? Who's the Niners? Oh, Trey home? Lance. At Trey home? Lance versus Justin Fields. Oh, is Lance playing? Yeah. Oh, they, Jimmy they G's fucking hurt. Wow. Well, I got, I got to say, uh, the Colts handled them. The Colts handled them on Sunday night and, and on the road in rainy conditions, a dome team, yeah. and handled them. Colts are actually a decent Aponte's team. Aponte's right. That's the only hurdle. If you can avoid tearing Justin Fields' ACL, you're golden. Yeah. Just yeah. don't get him Joe Burrowed. Yeah, yeah. And don't and I what I worry about is those twisting motions when he gets hit, he's gonna break like two or three ribs. Like, didn't he break ribs? Hey, 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 hey Keith, did, didn't he didn't he break ribs in the championship game against against Ooh, uh, the live stream ended and then restarted real quick? OK, OK. But yeah, but didn't didn't Fields have broken ribs against the uh, against Clemson? Yeah. You know, when they won, he had broken ribs. His running style is prone to that, too, where he could break ribs again. And you know something? He, he's got to not have that happen. When you break your ribs, how can you throw the ball effectively? You know, he had four broken ribs. Now, that's also a testament to his toughness. But you know something? He's playing with men now. And Clemson is a very good college team. Obviously, NFL talent everywhere, but still young. And he's playing around men now. So he's got to be a little more cognizant of that. Uh, but they should let him, uh, you know, they design rollouts, let him run. Uh, they play the Niners, who are also hurting. So that would be an interesting game just to see if, if the Bears can get healthy and have a bounce back because they've lost back-to-back games now. Uh, the, the, the Packer game, they actually played okay, I thought, the highlights I saw. That Tampa Bay game was an unmitigated. It was over by the uh, end of the first quarter. The game was fucking over. Yeah. And those are depressing games. Being on the short end of that type of game many times with the Minnesota Vikings, it is a depressing game to be around because you got to at least be competitive. And the Queens are at least competitive. They are competitive, you know, but but they're too flawed. To, and, and they shouldn't be this way. And, and it's coaching. It's coaching. Real quick, know? Crow. Aponte, did the stream cut out and then go back real quick? Because for me, the timer restarted and the viewer count went down. And I had to refresh the chat. Just a quick reply. Yeah. Let's continue. Yeah, absolutely. So I, But I think that, you know... Uh, People were like, get Dalton back in. <laughs> Could you imagine being Andy Dalton? Like, okay, I'm making my 10 mil, but now I got to get the shit kicked out of me for the last eight weeks of my career. They're literally going to kick me in the ass out of the league. If they actually played Dalton. Oh, you see you know? fear in his eyes, even oh, now. You can tell I'll, he's in over his head. 
Oh, with, with, with Phil Fields? Oh, I was, yeah. ta- I was talking about Dalton. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Dalton. Fuck Dalton. Yeah, but they're, they're like, yeah, we're going to put Dalton in because we're, yeah. Fields didn't look very good. And he was confused because Tampa's got an excellent defense, actually. And they're, and they're going to start getting healthy. They, they know when to, they know what they're doing. They can just go through the motions on half the side. They got Brady. They're going to be four and two. It doesn't matter. You know, he'll do enough to win some games. And then the, their defense is going to pull together and they're going to be a very competitive team going down to the end of the season. Vikings. Are, are still unfortunately they are what they've always been basically in my lifetime except for one once every 10 years they can be a competitive team but they're never an elite team they're never a consistent elite team which is frustrating because they've got some pretty good talent but they'll, they'll step on their crank they fuck it up in some way of course it's the field goal kicking this time then it'll be false starts the next time then it'll be you know too many defensive holding penalties they, they play the uh, Cowboys on Sunday night it's a featured game coming out of a bye and the Cowboys are also coming out of a bye, but it's in Minnesota. And, and I think it's going to be a very good game. I, I think the Vikings are going to show up in that game because Cook will be healthy or certainly healthier. So Vikings can move the ball, but their their, their coaching staff, uh, they loosen the reins a little bit against Carolina. Here's my NFL theory this week. Yeah. Genius is getting figured out in the NFL. Well, they always Sean McVay is the only outlier. He's a great coach. Yeah, he can actually change up his game like Andy Reid. Like yeah. he, he's a guy that designs plays on napkins while he's at dinner with his wife. Oh, absolutely. If we do this, honey, yeah, and like really upbeat about it, you know, like really working. If we do this, then this will happen. You know, I think of your Steven Spielberg impression. Oh, you know, if we do this, I got it in my mind. But no, 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 that's oh, George, that's George Lucas. Lucas. But, but Spielberg's like, yeah, you know something? That's a good idea. Oh yeah, we should do that, and then talk about it ad nauseum. That's for the a next good day. idea, George. I like it. Yeah, and they can do this. Can't we? Like, you it, can it, throw a stick and St- Spielberg will fetch it for you and bring it back enthusiastically. <laughs> sure, I'll do that. <laughs> and he's a multi billionaire, you know? His stalking story, man. I think we talked about it on an early episode of the show when I used to watch uh, uh, Celebrity Autopsy. They also had like celebrity crime stories. His stalking story was pretty rough with with uh with a spielberg. So there with yours uh it, well his had there was more of a violent angle mine had the potential of violence without a doubt without a doubt there was a violent there was violence in her mind which was uh disturbing that's the that's the tv uh, movie right yeah, there yeah. <laughs> that's Lifetimes. the lifetime movie there was violence, violence in her mind, mind. <laughs> but there was it is with kids today when she was <laughs> i mean it, it was uh, anyway, going through that experience, unless you actually go through it, it's such a bizarre experience. But his stalker was a dude who was, I think, had real sexual identity issues, and he had like a, like a he wanted he wanted Spielberg to be his father. That's what he wanted. But he was all I think he also had a gay attraction to him too. And he I think a, Spielberg is at least gay. Well, they and they they had a <laughs> at least they had a uh, when he got arrested, he was outside of his estate, whatever, in some fucking. I don't know where it is. Calabasas quadrupled some incredible place, I'm sure, around here that we don't even know about that he has a compound. I guess he was arrested with like the guy, his stalker was arrested with razor wire and like pliers and knives and like this just slew of weaponry. And he was going to break into the, he had a lot of, he was going to tie people up. He had a lot of rope and stuff. Like he had just bizarre, weird intention going on. And he was filming and directing Private Ryan in Ireland when that was going, he had to fly back to LA and deal with it because like his family was in the house and stuff. And I think his private security force was able to like protect him. You know, that would be a weird place to be as a human being. 
you know, with the private security forces like oh yeah necessary for your existence. And, I mean, and that's ask also, MJ. Yeah, yeah, man yeah. eventually had to be anesthetized to go to sleep. Who? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's pretty fucking wild. Wow, well, you literally had to go. Was it fentanyl? Probably good. Yeah, fentanyl. No, it oh. was a uh, propofol. Oh, but in the in, in the camp of a fentanyl. Ooh, correct? new omen. We got new omen ooh. on. Ooh, ooh, oh no, he's into Halloween. This is 06. Ooh. It's the remake. They're playing them back to back. I bet. Oh, I like this. Oh, they do. This is a good scene in the original. This is one of the better scenes in the original. Did you ever see that? He, kno- he knocks his wife over and she f- and, and have a very hangs good- herself. This is all for you. You Damien. see this water. You see this water. Oh, they didn't do. It. Oh, yeah. In the original, it's, it's water. It's a bucket of water. That just go. And it's very slow motion. And she's hanging on. Oh, yeah. It's her. It's a ju- she was. It's, making uh, her- yeah. Julia Styles. She's playing she's, Lee Remick's She's rampant with rumor. They always say she has like a day job now. Like she's working at Starbucks now. Yeah. She's yeah, not. exactly. She was in that Hustlers movie with fucking Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, that's a pretty good death in the original. It's a good death in the original. And oh, that's the, 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 the I still yeah. love the hanging. This is all for you, Ooh, Damien. Oh, 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 did they redo that in, in the 06 yeah, yeah, one, they too? Do, they redo it. Do they make that assistant even more creepy? Because she was creepy in the 70s movie. She was like weird hippie creepy. Like when you had to have a creep in a movie back then, sometimes it went into the hippie world. Like, my God, they're just weird the way they're acting with their long hair. And then they believe in the with Zodiac. With hippie sense. hair. You know, these they hippies. found the Zodiac. The Zodiac killer? Yeah. It's, it was this dude. What the fuck was his no name? No way. Yeah. My eyes perked up. Man. Arthur Lee Rope or something like that. They, You know they added the first last name. Uh, how do they? Of course. Well, again, assassins and, and a lot of serial murderers, unless you're truly elite, you have a three-person name. That You got a three-name. You know, three, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, everybody have. has them, but they really emphasize it Absolutely. when you're a fucking serial killer. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Olive Shriver plays okay. the role of Gregory Peck. Oh, yeah, th- th- that's a good move for him. Yeah, I like that an actor just, I have to just think about my image. Ooh, now, who am I like from old know. Hollywood? You know, I'm like, I, you know, Gregory Peck, he's a respected actor. I'm a respected actor too, but I haven't quite had the breakthrough that I really want. But I have to find roles that I find satisfying. What's offered to me now? Ooh, I know. I can play. Aponte's never seen the remake here. I, I've actually never have either. The original was, that's definitely one of those movies of when I was a kid, a really scary movie was The Omen. You know, it was up there with like... Gary Francis Post. Post with an E. Has been oh. identified as the infamous Zodiac killer by the case breakers. Uh... Uncovered new forensic evidence and photos from Post's dark room. One image featured scars on the forehead of Post that matched scars on the sketch of the Zodiac. Uh, other clues include deciphering letters sent by the Zodiac that revealed him as the killer. Uh, so they oh, so they found his personal. They letters. looked at one of the codes. They they gave it to a military code guy, and the guy said, "The only way you could decode this is with his name." So if you removed all the letters from his name, it would give you the message. Oh. So they were like, this is, the, this is, it was literally an uncrackable code. You had to know his identity to crack the code. Wow. So there's a bizarre genius. And in that. check this out. They had Ugh. caught him before, like 10 years ago, he got arrested and then just, they let him go. Oh, 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 what was he arrested for? Just like, fucking groping some tit or yeah, something well, like that. Yeah, well, of course. Usually that's the case. You know, usually it's some of those, those guys who are, they're working their way up. You know, they're working their way up to uh, uh, to to, be- to bigger and better things. They start out small. They're not going to start out just like murking someone right away, which, by the way, is a very good word for murder. It yeah. is good. It's murk. Yeah. Oof. But anyway, he died. He took it to the grave. 
How, how did they determine it was him? How they, what was the final sort of step, or how do they figure it out truly? Like, what are they? What was I mean, the it's, it's beyond. It's just they've been working on it for decades. And, and what did the guy do? What was his life? Or what was his? Just living in a trailer. I, I feel wow. like they haven't really gotten into it. Wow. But check this out. He got to watch two movies about him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> That would be pretty bizarre. And he couldn't like, tell anyone it was about him. You yeah. know how psyched he probably was? Yeah, yeah. What a, uh, yeah, yeah. What a, I mean, to actually calculate that much, whatever. Why is it surprising to people that serial murders, governments do it? You know, we have militaries and armies and enough weaponry to murder everyone a thousand times over on the planet. If that's not a sickness, I don't know what else is. You know, obviously, the species is not healthy when it feels it's necessary to do that, to just invent more more weapons and ways of killing each other, you know? Now, maybe there's a benefit when we get into space, but I got a feeling space is precisely that, a big space. <laughs> it's going to be a while before you get somewhere. Yeah, you got to have some weaponry, but boy, you know, uh, we, we, we haven't figured it out, Keith. Oh, 100%. We haven't figured it out. 100%. You know, and, 100%. and that's just, I don't know, maybe I should, my, my naive idealism of youth is just now being crushed out of me. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we, we, what else were we going to talk? We were going to talk about the, uh, we were talking about, oh, ooh, Alec Baldwin. We didn't go enough into that, I felt. We should go into more Alec Baldwin. And uh, and my, we, I was thinking of famous Hollywood deaths. Again, Brandon Lee was one of the first ones I thought of. And then I also thought of the, um, of the, uh, 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 Brandon Vic, Lee. Vic, Mor Vic Morrow oh, on the yeah. set of Twilight Zone. Well, they got sued too because people are bringing that up. He got sued, like Landis got put on criminal charges, but wasn't that for like child labor? Like weren't those kids not supposed to be there? Well, what I understand about the story, and I've read through the Wikipedia page a couple different times, it's been a while since I've looked at it, was it was the second day of shooting and they had like back-to-back -back 16 or 18 or 20 hour, just some incredibly long shooting days because they were behind schedule. You know, they were behind. What, what's going on? What, what are you reading, man? What, what's, oh, I'm just uh, looking at the chat. I can hear okay, you. Yeah, but, but but they were behind schedule on the uh, on the on the shoot. And so they had to shoot a scene. Again, the movie Twilight Zone is four vignettes. One of the vignettes is Vic Morrow, who played a slave whipper in Roots. Ooh. And then he was also the asshole father in the original uh, B Bad News Bears. Who, um, the modern know, slave whipper. You know, he, he, he was he was whipping. You know, the, the famous scene when Kunta Kinte is finally broken and his name is now. Now, Toby, because he wouldn't go by Toby. He only went by his own name. Yeah. So to break his will, that's a like that's probably the most dramatic moment of the Roots miniseries. And he's the guy whipping. Totally good actor. Totally good actor. I saw Alex Haley speak in, uh, in college, and he wrote Roots, and he talked about that story. He was at the filming of that. But anyway, Vic Morrow was was a plays a bigot. I guess he he cornered that Morgan. He played a bigot in a vignette on where he has to go through the experience of the Jewish people during the Holocaust, and he has to go through the experience of being Vietnamese in Vietnam, and so he and he gets thrown into these worlds where that has to happen. And then so, the hel a helicopter fell, yeah, well, and decapitated he, his, him. Well, he had in a Viet, again. This was the second day of shooting of long days because they're behind schedule. He had two kids, two small Asian Vietnamese kids, actually. I think in each arm, maybe they were Chinese. I don't know. In each arm, they were like seven and eight years old. He's supposed to be a rescue scene. He's rescuing children. Well, the pyrotechnics guy, I guess, didn't realize that when a helicopter flew over these flames that were near him, it was going to melt the propellers. So the propellers like totally lost their integrity and guess hit the back of the of the of the <laughs> of the helicopter and it rotated and it just sliced all three of them just instant death. Just it just snapped them in half. It slipped. And what it was is the kids they were violating the the labor yeah. laws of working those kids that late. So that was one of the angles. Also. 
also, I guess, in the trial against him, everyone who was on set who testified against him, what I heard, never worked again. They never got a job. Oh, dude, again, Landis you know? has that power. I mean, his son is a sexual predator, and the fucking he was one of he got canceled. Max Landis got canceled. Yeah, well, and justifiably so, right? I mean, what, what was he doing? He had like this weird culty friend group that was like billed as this like, hey, come hang out and be creative with us. It's like this social circle. God, that's but he was just cow. a manipulative cunt who would like <sighs> grope and rape the women in there. It was a lot of girls, and he would probably steal ideas and just lord his fucking Landis power. Uh, over him just to uh, be like the leader of this fucking group yeah wasn't there i mean i feel like la is prone to that la is very prone to that sort of type of behavior oh yeah you know it, it's like there's people who have wealth and a certain degree of power certainly name recognition and the fame thing is all tied into it but probably a lot of people who are famous but not that wealthy you have to be comfortable with living in the whatever people consider la poor like i know people who live in nice apartments yeah by the la brea fucking tar pits that's yeah. a nice area yeah but they're they have friends higher up in the business that would probably be like oh they're not doing well yeah oh yeah yeah so it's that that's what makes people want the power is because to really get nice shit you kind of do have to be an ignorant jag off who just yeah. like stomps on people yeah you know <laughs> well there's certainly something to a bit of that uh, you are correct you know but it just uh yeah, it's very prone to that. It's very prone to the cult thing. There's a reason why Scientology is so fucking huge and spawned and started here. It's very prone to this sort of wrinkle and, and I think kind of a flaw in Western culture, you know, of just like this sort of this bizarre hero worship that maybe it's everywhere. It's not just in the West. Don't be a menace is on TV. Yeah, I remember seeing this. This is a great fucking movie. Yeah, there's some funny moments in this. It's... It, it, I feel like, oh, 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 is this is him? Like he just keeps prison? doing the no means no. Exactly. So white man, he just keeps speaking in like he's cliches. making bacon. <laughs> if you hit a man in time, yeah, and he's all like, his this was the worst time in prison in my entire. He talks about yeah. Like, so Aponte breaks mom. it down because he's a lawyer. Uh, he 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 was in law. <sighs> Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, they were actually shooting stuff with uh, the twins a lot because you can only work eight hours. They were working them 16 hours. Yeah, exactly. I got that fact right. Such a great movie itself. Sad for Vic. Uh, but the vignette around. Uh, but that vignette will be around forever. Yeah, they have the footage. There's, there's oh, I've you seen the it. picture. Yeah. Of that. You just see a helicopter fall on. You can't see heads flying because it's anything. just like because it goes into water too. It just you could tell though. It's like oh yeah, you weren't surviving that one. No. Like you were, you're like oh I got a nick. It's like no, you're fucking dead. I tell you what, probably was pretty quick. I bet you, I bet you, you felt it for, and you were gone within a couple seconds. You were, were gone, gone, you know. So, yeah. But what other famous? Because I think of Brandon Lee. What I heard with that one was they had a, a, a blank it was a gun. It was a blank. But they had some copper. I think it was a little bit of gunpowder residue left in it that allowed it. Because a blank has everything in it. I think except for the stuff that makes the bullet eject. So the hammer hits the bullet, and you have the bang and the spark, but there's nothing in it to make it eject. Uh, and Brandon Lee's bullet got hit. I think. Oh, what I think too on that. What I heard someone told it was me that was a compression me, or something. And there that was also the shock of it. There was him. a copper piece in it from a filming point of view. It made it look a little different, I guess. They filmed the shit out of it though. The, 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 I think that there was a uh, yeah, there was a. Uh, they wanted to get like you know the right shot, and I think for some reason the, there was a casing on this particular bullet that also shot out that killed him. 
I think it was much more of an accident than like, uh oh, we still have a live round and a fucking Here. gun. It's I'll like, put it up ooh, for the people, boy. How what, you feeling? It's I'm a feeling, good first half. I'm yeah. Feeling good. Yes, yeah. good. What, what I heard too with with the Baldwin case to bounce around a little bit is that I guess off like you know when people weren't shooting, they all had guns on the like how people had guns in the they go oh, in the yeah. desert and just shoot guns because they're in the middle of New Mexico, which you can do that. New Mexico is great in a certain way it's a it's fucking raw as people investigate how actor and producer alec baldwin discharged a prop uh, firearm that killed a crew member and wounded another on a mex uh, new mexico set uh many are recalling another accidental shooting that rocked the film world nearly three decades ago brandon lee the 28 year old actor and son of martial artist bruce lee was killed in 93 after a co-star fired a prop gun that contained a real bullet while filming the crow oh okay the shooting uh cut I'm short I'm on the promising star hollywood's accent and sparked a debate over firearm safety on set um yeah so this happened it again. is i mean it's what other deaths have been because those are the three that i know the of. history of prop guns in film and television goes back decades while prop guns are thought of as non-functional weapon the term also refers to real guns on tv and films that are loaded with blank cartridges which are essentially modified bullets yeah there's an ongoing hollywood debate over whether they should still use them yep yep I, I mean, I wonder if a CGI thing or whatever they call it now, it's if CGI dates me, could just make it look real and a you could series, put the sound in. You a know? series of onset deaths from prop guns has left the industry uneasy about the role guns have during their filming. Actor John Eric Hexum died days after accidentally shooting himself in the head with a prop gun on the CBS show Cover Up in 1984. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Hexum was 26 and was pretending to play Russian roulette with a 44 Magnum revolver when the gun fired a blank cartridge <laughs> oh, that killed him. Man. That was probably a compression. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, that guy was being he was like, I think, being groomed as a potential star, you know, so, yeah, <laughs> he was going to have star, star. Power. He was going to be a star. So that's that. I'll show you <laughs> that, dude. You know, I used to do that a lot. I still kind of have that in me. That was very much early Crocious of me being like, "I'm gonna be a star." Are you gonna very make facetiously? It? Are you gonna make it? Are, are you, you gonna? Did you do that odds? voice? Are you gonna make it? Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> are you gonna make it? Are you gonna beat the odds? <laughs> are you gonna be a star? I, I would look up in the lights when I did it. <laughs> That's I would totally. You know something? I guarantee you. Well, there's certain people we know have gone on to much bigger things. They really didn't like me when I did that. I guarantee you. They oh thought yeah, because they because there. I think there's a way to look at that though, because they probably really thought that like a bitter Adam shitting on success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking it all one dimensional. No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say with it is this: this this almost infatuation with just becoming one to begin with. You got to take a look at that a little bit. Everyone likes the attention. I, there wouldn't be a reason why I would do what I'm doing right now or go up on stage i get that you know but it's also like it's a little bit like ridiculous in a way too isn't it you gotta admit it's kind of ridiculous i want everyone to just think about me and talk about me and wonder what i'm doing what am i wearing how did i brush my teeth today i am so important it's a come on you know seriously you got to give yourself a little bit of just okay take a step back what are you what need are you trying to fill okay you know (laughs) That's yeah. my attitude. Aponte, I don't know why it keeps cutting out and restarting. Oh, um, shoot. It's no, it keeps reloading like yeah. the stream's not ending, but it keeps the counter keeps restarting. I mean, and I don't want to shit on all stars. I'm sure there's some stars who are actually genuinely cool people who are like just enjoying it and like they 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 know the responsibility of it. They kind of know what it is. They got the right attitude towards it. But you're really not that important. 
<laughs> the more I've discovered it, you know, having worked the business climate that I've worked in on real estate transactions and, oh, and all this, you know, I've met some extremely wealthy people, wealthier than any actor I've met or know. You know, I haven't met the real famous ones, obviously, but other ones, no, I've met people who are worth 60, 70, 80, 100 million dollars. I've been around some wealth, you know, not a, not this freakish wealth, but enough to realize what you're doing. Ugh. It's important, and I hope it can affect things and make yeah. things better. But but you're not that important. <laughs> that's my that's my true thought, and neither am I. Neither am I. Aponte, I, I I cut out some. It could be the internet doing it, um, but it's 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 not a super big deal. The only thing that yeah. sucks is it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be up as like nine different live streams because <laughs> it's going to every time the counter restarts. I think it it posts that. And like fucking go like oh yeah it'll be part one of of, of yeah. nine parts part so it's two, gonna part, be yeah. like four different videos so yeah. I'm probably gonna have to take all those down and then put up the whole video oh, in one drinking oh yeah I'm sorry dude well thank you for doing that work by the way I want to thank you for oh no it's being fine. the technical it's side fine. of things seriously it's I have to deal. thank my my partner on Keith Pazel's podcast for actually and it is your podcast so you got to put your back into it and I respect that you know so you know but. Uh, so, yeah, it, it just uh, with the Baldwin death. Yeah, I'll be curious to see. Like, I wonder if he just opts. Like, if it's I like, think he's going to retire from acting. Yeah, and just say this is he's it, got enough man. money. You know, it's like I, you know, I've done my thing because he it, can go off on a book tour about how this changed his persona. What's interesting about it? I too, love Donald Trump now. I regret every <laughs> facetious thing I ever said about Candace him Owens being. went after him and shit. I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you a Baldwin like uh his brother's crazy Trumper, Stephen. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think whenever someone in Hollywood like gets a DUI or they're a sex offender, they always get like the most unflattering picture to show of them. Like, look at Bob and without makeup and bloated with his man weight. Remember when he was in his glory on Glengarry Glen Ross? He was handsome Baldwin. Now he's just like you know, <laughs> he's just a dude. He's an older guy now, you know. But yeah, I think he retires. I think it'll probably be the result. Maybe he finishes this off and says, uh, "Dude, I." I I gotta just get out of this. I mean, the movie's got the production's got to be in danger. I would think of like finishing and stuff, right? I mean, there's got to be like the insurance oh, agents yeah. have been called. Like, there's some, oh yeah, there's they're some, not the, going. The suits are going on, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that would be that would be a bummer. Like, I'm on this working set, and plus, New Mexico. I'm telling you, man, New Mexico is such a great state in its own way. It's dirt. Have you ever been there? Have you been to New Mexico? Oh yeah, my girl, my aunt lives in Albuquerque. Oh yeah, Rio I, Rancho. It, oh exactly. Yeah, they. Uh, my brother used to cover them in high school sports up there. It is. You know, it's poor and it's rough in a lot of ways, but it's Western natural beauty is pretty fucking amazing. It, it, it's a different looking state, man, uh, and it's truly open. Like there's areas of New Mexico that are still unclaimed land. You know, they're just, it's just open range. Like it's part of the planet that's just not being claimed by anyone. It's still what they call the commons. Like anyone could just go there and say, yes, this is, I mean, there's probably some rules now around it, but honestly, it, it is like open range is still out there. Land is dirt. Aponte, when you say, I'm, I'm on yeah. what you're saying, when you say a few seconds behind, do you mean like our words are off? from what we talk from like what we're talking oh is it, that's that's <laughs> that's vargas man remember that vargas the running back vargas who used to play for the raiders play for michigan oh yeah that's his father he played huggy bear got larry johnson as the grandmother here yeah he, he <laughs> oh no she, no that's uh that that's esther from uh from sanford and the son you ain't not remember fred said that's esther from sanford and the son <laughs> talking to uh 
<laughs> this dude's oh from, yeah that is she's in friday too yeah yeah and this well, dude's from, from starsky and hutch he's huggy bear from starsky and hutch he's like the black guy in the street who gave him down information you know <laughs> it's not very woke uh rob says can you imagine if your life worked uh if your life work was ruined by something like that like adam your show is getting made but there's an accident <laughs> someone got their head chopped off i know it's like no <laughs> Look, and, and believe me the, the bombs i've avoided in my life the the weird experiences i've had and i would put some of my experiences up just up against just about anyone rats getting thrown on my balls getting stalked for a while you know some good death some good like unsuspected death was in there too I, I've had some bombs. I, I could see something like that happening to me. I could see something like, like, wow, I've put all this work into it. And now, oh, <laughs> some horrific, unexplained accident happens, you know, and, and I just don't want it to happen because I'm on to something. You're on to something. I'm on to something. I'm still believing in it, man. You can say it's cliche. You can say, I wish we I could play been, that fucking song. I haven't been song. crushed yet by the system. I don't give a shit. It's a good idea. I know it is in my bones. Oh, no. It's still one stream. Good. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Fuck, Fuck yeah, yeah, man. man. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, so Bob and God. You know Trump is just like, oh, if I was on Twitter right now. Oh, the field day I would have with that fraud of it. You know, he's just like in Mar-a-Lago right now. Just, oh, God. Well, I'm being suppressed. It, it, it's like Goebbels taking over the media. I live in a world of false equivalencies. Oh, God. Oh, yes, Ponte. I'm the one who's a victim. You That's know? hilarious. I get what Rob is saying. So, yeah. So, whenever he comes back, it starts him right where we oh. instead of going to the live thing that's yeah. your device thing i think that's a setting you have it's so you don't yeah. a lot of a lot of the youtube youtube does that as a default so if something happens while you're watching a live show yeah you could pick up from where you left off and then go back to live if you yeah. want yeah yeah i want to see what, what was his fantasy sequence oh, oh he's oh, dancing it's he's, like mc hammer he's, but he's got his little legs he's yeah. got his Dude, this is, you know, this is what one would say this would be offensive to some people, maybe, you know, but it's fine. <laughs> Aponte says your show's green lighted, but they nuked Chicago. <laughs> Doesn't exist anymore. So no more Chicago shows for a few years. Yeah, we, just we, the tone is bad. I know. We just don't want to bring up that word in the culture right now. It's Can like, you center this in Miami, <laughs> which also has a housing crisis? And talk about building on sand. It's everywhere, my friends. Chicago is merely a uh, canvas for a reveal about the entire culture we live in in our country and why generational wealth has not been allowed to be created. You know, there's a reason why things are the way they are. There is a relationship between people's lives and their environment. We're trying to show the... Again, if this, as I've said many times, if this COVID doesn't prove how interconnected we are, I don't know what else can. We are sharing the same oxygen. And it is not a communist thought to think to yourself... I don't want lethal state power to be used against me. It doesn't make you a Marxist. It makes you someone who is defending yourself. You see, it's actually real and an experience you deal with. Yes, there are criminal elements in the ghetto. That's the truth. It's very accurate. And most people who live there would agree with me. And that's not saying a racist statement, but there's an explanation for it. It's not because they're genetically inferior. There have been circumstances that have been created. And not all the problems were dealt with in the 1960s. There's actually new problems that have to be dealt with. And we actually have to deal with them because it has a corrosive effect on, well, the entire planet. Okay. That's a good first half closer, I feel like. You want to <laughs> keep going? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. We'll be yeah. back here in a little bit uh, after a word from our sponsor.
close my eyes. All right, we're back, guys. I mean, this was like a cutting-edge movie, dude. Let's make it official. All right. Blair Witch was, man, that was like cutting-edge. You know, again, this in 99, I mean, I, I look at myself, I was a full-blown adult at this time, you know? And, and look at how my life is. Doctor recommended proven at home. Sorry, I was just changing the camera. There's there's some production value in this though. That's still kind of. I mean, it's dated, but it's there's still some production value. I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's a goddamn professional TV commercial. Yeah. There better be. Look at that dish. Look at that dirty but, but, dish. But when the you production. look at commercials from the 70s, wasn't it just like, you're just like, okay, I picture guys on the set just like smoking fucking palm alls and okay, caught. You know, it was just like, it was not like, and the, you know, obviously the graphics weren't there. Ooh, ooh Chips 99. That's a, that's for TV history, Chrome. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I know, I know. You're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> you're getting ahead of yourself. I, I, I do that from time. We're going to crack into a little TV league here, and I'm going to go to the TV while we watch this. What uh, what show, what league show would you like to watch during this? Oh, oh, oh actually, one that's actually on the on One the that's on the league, because we got to put something on while we cover the league. Yeah, so, okay, go through the names. So we got uh, Squid Game shot up here. Squid Game, uh, the results of Squid Game came out. It's got a 38.101 super rating. It's currently number two in the primetime division. Why do people like that? I have not seen a single Because it's second. just a show about death, and it's got funny Asian people talking in dubbed English. Oh, is it kind uh, but, of... A and it's a, it's a tenth show. It's kind of like Saw, but in a more lighthearted, murdery way. Do you want to watch the trailer? Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying I want to watch it, but yeah, I'll watch the trailer. But yeah, I, I, we should go through the list. And yeah, but I, I, I don't want to necessarily take the first one. But yeah, I'd like to see, just see what they have to say. I know someone who's into this. I've seen some... It's uh, a good show. Yeah, I've seen some... It's a really good show. I'm not... Uh, yeah, it, it's what, phenomenal. What makes it good, you think? I'm just curious. It's got the tension. The tension build is great. Like, even the first episode... It's like 30 minutes before they get into any true killing, but even the build to it, you're like, okay, here it comes. Okay, here it comes. Yeah, well, the build is, well, we have talked about the movie Ad Nauseum, but uh, Alien is a very good build. Yeah, we talked about that last week. I know, Alien is a very good build. So if you're able to do that, you're able to pull that off, that's... Uh, See, Squid Game is still number two, which means the next numbers, it's still going to be a, a high up. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, well, what, yeah, what's the name, well, how's it described? I can't read it from here. <laughs> Hoping to win easy money, a broken, desperate Ji-Hoon agrees to take part in an enigmatic game. Oh, so, okay, okay. Those Asian movies are like, is this filmed in Japan? Is it it's South Korean. Korean? It's Korean. And what's funny is there's, we'll, we'll click on an episode just to watch the like dialogue because it was written yeah. by South Koreans. And so it's, the the dubs are like, how koreans think americans talk like i'm gonna go to an episode called vips yeah and they have these rich people so the game ultimately they have a voice it sounds like this the game (laughs) ultimately is so here's the squid game ultimately is these people who all owe large sums of money through whatever means yeah they get duped into doing this game where it's six games and 
whoever's left at the end of the games wins this big fucking pig full of money. Yeah. And every time someone's eliminated, their share goes into the pig. So every game you just see it build oh, and build oh, and build. So they're often people and but shit. But it's not till halfway for the, through the first episode that you find out being eliminated means you're dead. Okay. Okay. So then, and they even say, if the majority of the people agree to stop the game, we'll stop the game and let you go home. In episode two, they do go home. And then they all realize that like, oh, our life is shit. Like, yeah. let's just go play the game again. Again, they're allowed to do it yeah, yeah. okay okay <laughs> um so in this game is obviously this is for like society's entertainment correct this is like what, what, what it's you know this is the, the why the squid game exists like a, a network has put it together is that part of the it's, fictional that's, that's world the, that's your unbuilding you that's part of the journey of the show <laughs> oh okay okay that's like that's oh, in you don't okay. know they're all wearing masks and shit good for okay i like it i like it you know but anyway uh, but we, what else is in there? What? Else, oh, I don't know if there's, if there's not a preview. If we can't find it, no, uh, yeah. Well, okay, trailers and more. Here okay. we go. Let's 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 see. Yeah, let's see the trailer here. I love your fucking ah. God damn it! I hate these fucking controls. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's okay. We'll get there. Oh, everything's gonna be all right, man. <laughs> I know. I mean, but it's still. I'm just trying to be. I hate relaxed it. now. Now the, I'm in a different point of the buzz, Keith. I want to just be. Uh, you know, hey. All right, we need to talk a little bit, <laughs> but you know, I'm just hey, I'm just in a good headspace. But yeah, no, Jesus I, uh, fucking Christ, man. Yeah, it just it's I not, don't get this fucking Netflix's interface is awful because they don't want you to click anything if you just hover over shit. Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll do it for you, but I don't like that. Okay. I want I want to move it around. I'm not complaining. Oh to yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma- you know, you just did it again though. We were over. No, I oh, actually then? clicked on the trailer now. Okay, good. <laughs> You know, uh, and then we'll go to the VIPs episode, and I'll show you the rich people. But this oh, is all absolutely. TV league stuff, absolutely. Uh, but yeah. the Voice took number one because it was on twice this week. So the Voice has a forty point two two super rating, like an NBC show, right? Yep. Uh, number two is Squid Game. Who, who are the guests? Who are the celebrity? Uh, is it Gwen Stefani? Is she one of the people who like? She's still one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Brink of financial ruin. You all have debts that you can't pay off. One question. <laughs> If we win, just how much do we get? <laughs> if we win, how much do we get? Yeah, he's supposed to be like some like millennial hipster guy, right? How much no, do we get? Man? He's a meek. He's borderline mentally retarded. Oh, okay, okay. Like every time something serious happens, he's just gotta like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> Gee, guys, like, sounds like me. He's retarded. <laughs> This is such a classic science fiction trope. This might as well be uh, Logan's Run. It took the 10 years to make this show. Yeah, I believe then it. please let us know at this time. <laughs> God. Those players who cross the finish line without being eliminated within the five-minute playtime will pass this round. The thing we did as kids on the playground? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just a game. And then there's a side thing about during the show about like some of the employees, those guys in the mass. So yeah. each shape is a different rank. Like the squares okay. are the underlings, the triangles are the bosses. Classic thing. Some of the triangles, been, yeah. whenever someone dies, they'll steal their corpse and sell off their organs to some <laughs> random corporation Man. who they never really un untied closed off that knot so there's yeah. going to be season twos about yeah, yeah yeah but yeah what what company this guy is behind in the all black this? mask is the leader yeah yeah um, those are korean letter symbols absolutely man so oh you know oh absolutely yeah yeah 
So here cool. we're gonna go to VIPs because I I do want you to see these fucking gay people. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. These but, but, gay billionaires. Oh, yeah. So, but, but we'll just, keep going down. So, NCIS, our 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 champion, our Bayern Munich lost, uh, and ooh, and we did. Yeah, really? <laughs> there's been a jostling. Thirty-seven point three one one super rating. Grey's Anatomy lost and won because it lost on the streaming, but won on actual network television. Uh, Thirty point eight oh nine. So we're getting a gap between the three and the four. So there's now a seven point gap between Grey's Anatomy and NCIS. So the top three are separating themselves. So from it's the NCIS. A uh, Squid Game is in it. Is it Squid Games in it? Yes. Squid and, Game is now number two. And, and, then, and then what is the and the first one was uh, was the voice. Wow. Well, what a weird collection of ty- different types of shows, you know? Uh, and then so we got Chicago Med number five, Manifest number six, Dancing with Manifest has taken a tumble on the streaming charts. Okay. Millions of minutes down. So again, uh, uh, streaming versus actually. Uh, actually like uh, network tv what do you want do you want either or the choice oh what do i want no, personally no, 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 no. i mean as a consumer as a consumer you want the choice you want to be oh, able no. to as the show creator what what is a better ranking to have that's what i'm trying to say as what do you mean creator. like if you're one of the if you made ncis do you want more you know network tv or do you want more streaming or you just want you both? probably want both yeah. Because the network network means the actual company that makes your show will yeah. keep making it. Yeah. And streaming means they'll have incentive to keep making it. That's it. Yeah. That's how it's been set up. Man. Wow. So I'm going to go and find some of these fucking where these goddamn billionaires are. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Well, I'm it's sure. definitely how fucking like asian people think of like of, of rich white, billionaires of white of how they speak to each other and shit yeah absolutely uh is that michael imperioli is that yeah <laughs> the whole cast of sopranos, sopranos is in in this. This. the squid game uh, hey. hey the calamari game <laughs> oh okay so this is like the these difference. are the vips they're gonna come watch the final round of the game oh uh, and they have <laughs> the ridiculous you gotta you're exactly. it's it's well because crow it's it's obviously fucking uh VIPs have arrived on site. Uh fucking uh anonymous, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> That's the leader. You still don't know who the fuck that is. You oh, find out it, the final moment. Oh, I'll spoil it for you oh, after. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's it's but yeah, that like wearing those hats, like those <laughs> different those bir- masks. different birds of prey. Yeah, you know, it's just they're extinct animals. <laughs> Well, that's what we're going to be if we don't figure out climate change. Wow, this is how you're trying to spark the imagination of people? Has not been too difficult. No, no, this is good, actually. I am the front man. I oversee all of the operations here at this facility. It is a true honor to welcome you. Where is the host? Regrettably, some urgent business has prevented him from attending. Seriously? I find it hard to believe the host would miss a night like tonight. He asked me to apologize on his behalf. Now, they're not dubbed. These people are actually American, but this is the dialogue they were given. No matter of the host. So it's how the writer thinks billionaires talk. Yeah. I'm sure you won't be disappointed. Well, I hope not. Listen, I'm willing to give anybody some slack. That's not a problem. <laughs> I just have to say that I'm a difficult man to please. I hope you won't disappoint me. 
I got cum in these balls <laughs> and I'm ready to have it explode all over a pole. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's also just how you perceive the world. You, you, the world, you're, you're, you're pulling the strings of the world and how power works in the world, you know, which is, yeah, that's, what do you think the Godfather was for crying out loud? The, 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 both the movie poster and the book were just, you know, a puppet and strings. You know, it's like, I want to have the power. This fantasy that people still have, like, this is what power means. You know, it's, I don't get that. Here's the room they take them to. I don't, get, I don't get that definition of power. Uh, Dancing with the Stars, number seven. Chicago Fire, number eight. We're still in the primetime division So, yeah, here. The, the, those shows have been pretty steady. Oh, yeah. that we're, You're starting to shape out. What, yeah. Like, you're, Give us a hint, will you? As much as I'd like to, sir. I can't tell you the next game. I'm being very secretive. Because I'm. it's starting to be hard to be the guy that I am and the secret that's going to be revealed at the end. <laughs> it's starting... I, I'm, I used to, I was very savvy at the beginning of the show where I would appear here and then I'm the guy that you think I'm not, but I am. You're, you're seeing me the whole show. <laughs> this is and you. it's getting harder and harder to do that. So I can't tell you the final game because I have to run away real quick and go be in the game. Dude, you again the the comic book storyline. You know it verbatim. That's hilarious, man. It makes total sense. A million bucks, you know. Oh, check it out. So one of the players is about to hang himself, and this rich guy has money. Oh, it's uh, such a beautiful number, sixty-nine. He's player number sixty-nine. So they all put bets on which player they think is going to win. It's like gambling on on human life, crow. I know. Well, on Korean you know, life. Okay, why don't you all get... Because Korea, they do this game all over the world, and they say the Korean game is the best game. That's why these rich people are here. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, it's... <laughs> they make the best products. So who you putting your money on this time? Seoul, South Korea, as I've said before, tidbit of information, Seoul, South Korea, uh, has the fourth largest gross domestic product of any city on the planet. That's huge. That is huge. It is it's behind Tokyo. It's behind New York. And it's behind Los Angeles. And, and it is the fourth high. I mean, that, that's how much money is there. So, I mean, there is, and that's on a peninsula where they have a mortal enemy that wants to murder them right near them. You know what I mean? It's like, they're tough-minded. They're a tough-minded So, lot. Crow, <laughs> if it's you think. It's been forged through battle. With their, their I don't know experience. if you were, if you were thinking when you saw the room they were about to sit in, you're like, I wonder if they're going to put them in silk robes with nothing underneath it. You goddamn right they are. <laughs> Because this is their preparation process to getting ready to well, watch no. it. So this guy is a cop that has infiltrated the island oh. and he's like pretending he's he's slowly through the show pretended to be several different levels of employee. And now oh. he's about to pretend to be one of the servants in the little fucking gay billionaire fuck room. That, that, that's that's a story. He's going to get taken into a room. <laughs> Suck on my fupa, young man. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It's very Bond villainy. Yeah. So, how are your scores so far? Better on any winners? <sighs> no. For some reason, I keep picking losers. No. For some reason, I keep picking losers. This, this round. All those people are alive. Those are real naked women just being forced to pose. <laughs> Unless you want to suck me off, young lady. Are you sure about that? You don't even know what game it's going to be. It doesn't matter what game. You think he likes boys? Well, it's it's in there, obviously, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Your eyes aren't pulled back like the rest of them. Where are we? I thought we were in China. <laughs> you make some bad racist Asian joke. God damn it. You obviously Just... didn't drive here, did you? <laughs> God. Is that joke still made? Uh, <laughs> no, it's made facetiously against people who make that yeah, joke. make that joke, exactly. Let me introduce like just, the next game. Everyone will fuck. So there's a... I'm going to do it so we don't get copywritten. There's this platform. Every few panels are made of tempered glass, so they'll hold, and some are... are they fall through. So one by one, they have to walk across the bridge. So wherever you are, you get to see, like, okay, it's like a puzzle. Uh, and then one of the dudes ends up being a glass maker. One of the fucking... So you look at the the way the light hits, hits uh, uh, the glass. That's how they talk. That's how the dub uh, sounds. Because he's uh, nervous going I'm over frightened. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I think I probably would speak that way if no, I was ever in those scenarios. You'd be like, motherfuck, fuck shit. Yeah, Holy yeah, fucking yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, get get away from me, girl. When you've had, <laughs> when you've had moments don't like that, don't touch me, scoundrel. True tense, like I say, stand up, stand up. Maybe you're dealing with an aggressive homeless guy. Did you ever have to have to man up out and stand up, stand up, or something? Or where you've had to actually be confrontational like that? Well, at work, you've told it before about a few times. Oh at yeah, work, I've, I've smacked people. I've smacked Todd around at stand up, stand up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've never like you gotten. Can, you have that. Type of, you can do that. But I've him, never though. had to be like professional. <laughs> <laughs> where you have to like make a point no yeah we're like yeah i'd probably say some gay shit like that you go fuck a pipe yeah you know, just something stupid like that because i'm wondering when i've had those Plenty moments other confrontation i'd swear compete matters most who are you bidding on this time he talks like an evil villain 96 what's your reason well if i can't do 69 I'll try 96. <laughs> he's the freewheeler of the group, you know? Hey, he's Italian. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this is good or not. I, I, I'm trying to determine it. I, I, you were nine episodes in. Like yeah. this is, you got to get a feel. I recommend watching it. You're either going to yeah. love it or hate. It's enjoyable. Yeah, you know, it's probably got its this moments. Guy. Oh, my goodness. So they all have to choose what number. There's and now 16 people left. And there are 16 numbers. Make the right choice. He, 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 he takes four minutes to pick a number. It gets fucking annoying. By the time you watch this show, you want him to die. You're like, you're dumb. Because Please he's wondering if, if the number somehow connects to the if even he, numbers. He might goes through the, the debate numbers. of yeah. whether you want to be the end or the beginning. Like, are they going to send the first number last or the oh, last yeah, number yeah. first? Like, so what the, order are they, they going to go in? No, they're going to go eight first, maybe, to make it, you know, mess yeah. up even on a third dimension. And, but then, so the whole, his whole storyline throughout the show is he's like a failure. His daughter's not allowed to talk to him. Yeah. He owes so much money in gambling. He's just a fool. That's yeah. like, he's literally a fool. He gets taken advantage by circus games and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, So this whole show, he's like, I must not be a fool. You're, you're, you know, like it, it, it yeah. hampers him down. The whole show. Yeah, like he knows. Oh, there we go. Look at that. It's probably a dude, but it looks good. They always take the middle numbers first. <laughs> Animal instinct. When exactly. faced with danger, 
seek refuge in the herd. Because all millionaires study predators. <laughs> I know prey. I know yeah, facts that, about prey. Hokey. That's a little hokey to me. This, uh, the million, the, I'm showing you the worst parts of this show. But, but I like it. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's entertaining right now. But it's, their decision. He, he's Come not on. that bad. His character isn't that bad to me. That kind of... Show mercy to the miserable! Okay, do it. I, you know... <laughs> This okay, whole, so like, I'm going to show you, uh, in, during the show, there is this old fucking man. Uh, we'll try and find the old fuck. Oh, no, he's dead already. This whole perception. They killed, so there's like, this old ass man in the show. He, hello, I, I am your wise old man. He's the, he's the old man who convinces the dumb main guy to go back to the game. He, but at the end of the show, you find out that he's the dude in the black mask. He's this, guy he's this the- rich old billionaire who got t- he got tired of wondering they he so at the end of the show the fucking main dumb guy gets an yeah. invite after the game he wins the game who the fool does the fool wins the game okay. and then he gets another invite months later to like come meet and it's the old man laying in a bed and he's in a skyscraper and you're looking down and there's a hobo on the street and he was like you still believe humanity is great yeah and like there's hope he goes i'll make you a bet right now that no one helps that guy and if someone does i'll tell you everything yeah and someone finally does help him something i someone goes to help him but doesn't but he ultimately says he started the game because he got tired of like wondering about how we can even go fucking see it do you want to yeah. see his fucking little yeah sure is that talk down? Yeah, i mean i probably am not gonna watch it so why not you can bounce around is this is what the show's about man I'm yes ending you right there, Keith. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is. It is with the show. Oh, I'm glad it's, it's leaving I, off to where we I, left. I, I can go right back. I, I was paying attention. I, I wasn't totally like distracted, and we were still having a conversation. So yeah. it wasn't like I know. I think we get concerned about that. That we're going to get too into a show. But I think I like to let it breathe a little bit. You know, like just let it. You know. I'm gonna go to the end. So so yeah, it's it's definitely not World War II in color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have fast forward. I am uh, so glad that I have finally broken the habit so of watching. So I that. am going go, to go just to stop watching. So we'll finish out the prime prime time division here. Clickbait 9, Bob Hart's Abishola 10, The Neighborhood 11, Coco Melon 12. What's Co- Coco Melon? Coco Melon's a kid show that was actually top of the fucking uh, of, of the of the original charts. Wow. Uh so it, but it ultimately lost cuz it wasn't as high as it was last week, but it's still number 1. Uh Criminal Minds uh and 911 13 and 14. This is the second tier we're going through, right? Exactly. No, we're still at the oh, tail oh, end of the top. Oh, okay. top, top is 20, FBI yeah. FBI ask. most wanted, NCIS Hawaii, Chicago PD and FBI International round out the fucking uh top division. Um and then uh La Brea number 1 in prime access. It keeps getting to the end of the top division, but then through the reshuffling, it gets so it's a solid number one second tier show is what the is what the league is telling us. It'll get renewed. It's what the league is telling us. It'll get renewed. Eighteen point three seven three super rating. Uh, So he's won the game. Oh, here it is. So he won the game and he's all fucking bitter that he won it. So he's not spending any of his money like they keep contacting him like, you know, you got these. Yeah, millions yeah, of dollars sitting yeah, in here yeah he's all fucking disheveled uh and here we go here he meets the old fuck here look it's a very tall building korea actually does look like it rules oh oh it was south seoul, korea seoul south korea oh yeah north korea is just, it, it's in the backwoods but but also 
it's such a statement. I have to say this, and if this offends someone, if it's a one-dimensional analysis, please let me know. But the fact that there's still a state that identifies as being communist, yeah, <laughs> that still exists. They talk about North Korea in this. One of the set, characters, yeah. her family is on. They she they say North. She's up yeah, north. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's like it's completely rough. It's completely backwards. It, but yet they have nuclear weapons. Yet it also says something about the toughness of the people. Of just the people themselves. The, I'm telling you, there's a reason why Seoul, South Korea, and, and the South Korean economy, they're the biggest shipbuilders on the planet. They make the most ships of any country on earth. They make death, the hell of a death game, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so, so they're getting to that point in their development of capitalism where the decadence is starting to come in now. You know, we're kind of, we're, we're, we're mired in that decadence. We've been in that decadence for quite some time because we were the richest first, you know, so, but other countries are catching so up. So I'm going to shoot, decadence. I'm going to fire out the top 10 because we had some big advances. Sure. Yeah. La Brea, Blue Bloods, Survivor, Law and Order, SVU, Magnum PI, Station 19, SWAT, Equalizer, Young Sheldon, Celebrity, Real of Fortune, Number 11, The Simpsons shot multiple divisions Whoa. because it has landed on the streaming charts through Disney Plus. Oh. So it got an extra 5.22 super rating plus one point for a draw this week in the fucking actual yeah. live plays. Yeah. So it got an extra like 6.22 super rating points. So it is 15.711. Did that just happen? the simpsons with the streaming or how did it's always been on there but i guess people are because the treehouse of horror episodes are all on there wow wow they know it's yeah it's coming up exactly here we go here's the old man please gihun so the how their relationship ends is in the the final game you have to like it's a memory game you have to play dice and whoever wins the dice games uh, dies or doesn't doesn't die and the fool plays on him being an old man <clears throat> and the old man's like I can't remember what my last thing was did I win and the guy goes like no I won he like lies uh, by the way it cut out again after 49 minutes but we're still here yeah oh <laughs> um I should not do that. that that's, uh, that's that's, that's Chinese. Cancelable. Yeah, exactly. It's so that's boring. how they left. Of like, you took advantage of me. That man down there, he must be drunk because he's been sitting there for hours. He's just so detached from like reality of how people live their life. If I had to guess. It, the old man is the they got like an actual Korean American. Oh yeah, yeah. everyone yeah. else is like, "What do you mean, sir?" <laughs> if he stays out there any longer, and no one's going over to help or anything. Why the hell did you do it? Would you help out that guy? Answer me! Why did you do that to us? So he faked his own death, basically, or what? He he just played the game with everybody. So he he was and he was that's when you he's player number one or something like that. And that guy was the last player. And so he thought he won. But in fact, he hasn't won. That's kind of the twist. Well, I mean, he did. But that guy, he just was like, why did you do this? Oh, why'd you put me through this whole experience? Yeah, you pretended to be your and he was the one who convinced him to go back into the game. Yeah. Hands out there until midnight. I win. If anyone can you imagine having the yes, I actually wait there till midnight and just like read him a story. <laughs> wow, I just, we're gonna go to it. 
I want to hear his talk down. I want to hear his. <laughs> so yeah, then yeah. we got Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, Simpsons, Goldberg, Sex Education, uh, NCIS Los Angeles, New Amsterdam, Ghosts, new show Ghosts climbing up. So this is the end of the second second, second tier. tier. Yeah. Okay. The Resident United States of Al Bull, which is a show about lawyers. Yeah. There's always a good lawyer show. Always. They always have a lawyer show. CSI okay. Vegas, number two, 20 in the second tier. Not doing as well as I thought it was, but it's slow climbing. They had a slow yeah. start. It didn't get that many. Yeah. Oh, 20 fucking minutes. Holy shit. So what does he have to do until midnight? If I win, then I'll kill you without a second thought. So it's well, their little bet. Bet on it. So like if by midnight, if no one helps that drunk... He gets to kill him. Okay. And you know how he is with bets. Oh, yeah, this is, I mean, you know, it's, again, there's the science fiction shows have dealt with from Metropolis. There's always the class, the class image is always a, uh, it's always a theme in like sort of science fiction-y, futuristic type shows, future dystopias. There's always a class. Theme, For your hard like, work you know? and luck. And you have every right to use it now. Life goes by quick. He's saying like you haven't spent your money yet. Hell a minute. He's trying to appeal to his greed. Gone in the blink. Holy fuck. So so what if if no one helps him, then is he get he loses the game, then he dies? The the, the guy with it with nothing. No, I'm just I'm just trying yeah. to get to the yeah, like cool. his breakdown. But yeah, that's yeah. all they just one last bet. If yeah. someone helps the guy, you win. If someone if they don't, I win. It's a very simple one. Very I like that. I like that, you know, it's, it's you've gone through this same, dramatic arc. Same things whenever we talked. Everybody felt that there was no joy in their lives anymore. Oh, so he was saying, I thought money, basically he says, I thought money was everything my whole life. And then I made a shitload of money and there was nothing exciting about life. Yeah. So I created this game where people kill to each other. People, yeah, what could we all do to finally have some fun? <laughs> some fun? Yeah. We watch poor people die. Well, that, that's a theory. Of Trying a not of, to go Shangillacy too Shangillacy here. Like a lot of anthropologists and stuff will say that uh, again, like like um, movies, entertainment. That you, our entertainment used to just be our lives before any of this crap existed. This is a result of having too many people, and and, and so the, or, and this new develop economically speaking, where you had that you know you actually had some leisure time, you know, as opposed to just yeah red assing it all the time, which was hard as hell. But that there was something more vital about that existence. You know, you were more spiritually in tune or something. I think, and I think we could make an argument about that. Does, does that make sense? Oh, it makes sense. You know, Daddy. it's just we we need to we need to have this entertainment. There's too many people. The economy is developed in a certain way. It's not the right way or the wrong way. It's just the way right now. And uh, still trust. But it feels like it's it's going through a new phase, man. You know, capitalism so, is in a new, but, 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 but there's still the same dynamic of we are going to suck so much wealth. $50 trillion, Keith, in the past 45 years has been put into the 1% hands. Well, $50 trillion. You, you got to cough a little bit. Bottom three of the second tier, SNL, The Connors, and Money Heist, Saturday Night Live. So it, it, Saturday Night Live still has some, so there's a bit of relevance in it still. Early Fringe, I'm going to crank through this. Tough as Nails, Lucifer, Turning Point 9-11. Uh, Heartland, America's Funniest Home Videos, Midnight Ooh. Mass, new show, 11 right off the bat, 11.666. Is, is that a good showing for a third tier? 
Yeah. It's top of the turret. It's okay. Race. It's okay for streaming. I can't believe they still have 500, 500 home million videos. is good. That's still on, dude. God. God. That is. They, I mean, th- th- what a bizarre. That that arc for a television show is so bizarre to me. You know, it's like I, we still have our audience we're going to get, but it's it's been circumvented by the technological advances. You know, it's, it, it has the appeal of it is just it, a major part of it is gone because that show used to be popular. America's Funniest Home Videos was popular. Oh, dude, the Saget. And then there was a spinoff with Dave Coulier, yes, America's yes. Funniest People. Absolutely. I knew a guy, comic Rob Paravonian, who won that. He won 10 grand. It's America's Funniest Person. Parlay that into, I think, a NACA career. You know? NACA, you pay the you pay the fees, they'll fucking... He's, he's, and he's a very funny... I hate to say I'm gonna, we're going to put on La Brea while we songs. finish this. While, while we finish the league, we're going to put on La Brea. We'll ease into TV history. And then we'll do a wrap. La Brea. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode if we weren't watching La Brea. I think I do it in that voice because we were watching Taken, but th- I was thinking about La Brea. So that, that conf- tied that protein strand in my brain where I, I make this sort of Scotsman's voice when I think of the another, show. Another entry onto the show in one shot. A lot of streaming shows making their debut. Ted Lasso has popped on. 10.99 yeah. super rating. Well, people adore that show. They adore oh, it's it. It's so wholesome. God damn it. Yeah, but, it's but, very but, wholesome. But isn't it also it's it's authentically funny though, right? I mean, it's it's genuinely good. Yeah, it's yeah, I've I've heard even from from people that yeah, that it's it's Jason Sudeikis is the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this ad plays. So the good doctor about the autist doctor that's still up there. That got a win. Yeah. Uh, be positive. Ordinary Joe took a draw. The wonder years, big sky all took, all took draws. So one point Ooh. 15 and 16 each all American, uh, debuted at 0.638, but has Netflix heat. So it still has a nine super rating. So it's 17 in the third tier. Um, uh, what was this? What was the show a couple before that again? I'm sorry, we were Big we were, Sky. No, 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 no before the Big Wonder Sky. Years. The Wonders. That show got renewed. I know for the rest of the year, it, it, but it's struggling. It's doing, yeah, but it's, it's struggling. But if for for cultural purposes, they have to keep it on. Yeah, they have to let yeah. it struggle for a little bit. Kevin knows about us. Scott deserves the credit. I would have never thought to use the heroin. I was wrong. It's Lucas's. If you don't give it to me and we get back, I will kill you. Maybe she can help. Says her name's Rebecca Alden. It really is just lost, but let's do more scenes off the island. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just, I mean, Lost has a deep influence on this show. The Bachelorette debuted this week, so it's uh, debuted at starting at God. number nine in the late fringe division. We got a 6.003 super rating. Um, I'll put the whole thing up on KeithPazel.com, by the way. These are just, I'm going over the big shows that debuted yep. this week. The, the Blacklist premiered this week. Uh, 4.105 super rating. Not great. Yeah. Um, Gilmore Girls, up from up on Netflix. 3.711 super rating. Yep. Uh, Monster Inside, the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan. I actually watched this. It's really good. 3.111 mm-hmm. super rating. Yeah. Uh, Queens on ABC, 2.751 super rating. Not good. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the final division is only 10 teams right now. It's the early fringe, all the CW, basically. We got one NBC show, Home Sweet Home, 1.409 million. How does that network still exist? I think in, I in that the, question, a million or lower is successful for them. You just lower your standards. You accept that like we're always going to be 
number whatever this is and and you budget things accordingly i guess correct yeah it's like totally like if you're an actor working one of those shows it's you got to have another job right i mean other acting jobs yeah yeah, yeah. or Or, 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 a cashier yeah absolutely still doing that yeah doing that also supplementing it i mean you can't do it any other way (laughs) so uh you want to crack into tv history now um sure man yeah I, i like the you know, uh, yeah, let's go to TV so, history. Uh, well, 1988. Watch, uh, so uh, they've gone into this new world. Okay, yeah. Well, right now, what, where I'm going to yeah. pop on is fucking chips. Okay. Ooh. So the big, the thing that I that hit my eye is this week in TV history in 1999 or 98, yeah. they had Chips 99, the reunion of the show Chips. It aired on TNT. Yeah. I, uh, I watched it. I with. can't find the full one. That's how bad this thing the is. The guy I can't who runs the full one, who runs the bear bar, Escondido, Brian that, Trainum. Yeah, that, uh, we watched this. We we and this guy Bill Watson. We watched this. That's great. <laughs> like, we have to watch this because it's so fuck. Because Chips was like, I remember girls in the fifth grade having Eric Estrada T-shirts and me being kind of like jealous. Like you should pay attention to me. <laughs> Like actually having that thought and, and you know, something that's kind of crazy, Keith, uh, I still have that thought. <laughs> A couple YouTube channels still have clips of this up. So this is Ponch and them reunite. And Bruce. It still looked like 1974. I don't <laughs> well, no, the show ran from uh, 80 se- to 83. It was like 78 to 83. I want to say I watched it in the late seventies. My, my, my TV taste changed in the early. I discovered Hill Street Blues. There he he is. actually is a uh, fucking traffic cop now. He actually does work Larry for Wilcox? Chips. No, fucking Eric Estrada. <laughs> you look great. Great. Hey, Ponch. Hey. Good to see you. Grossman. It's also... He was in he was in Airport 75. He was one of the guys... Is that the like an airplane ripoff? It, it, it's an airport movie. It's, it's the disaster movie of the 70s in an airplane. That was a big theme. Airport, the original with Dean Martin. Airport 75. Airport 77, which had, had, had J, uh, Jimmy Stewart and, and uh, Lemon. Uh, uh, you know, Jack, Jack Lemon. Lemon was, was the pilot. They, they Their plane... It gets caught in the Bermuda Triangle, which is so fucking late 70s. The Bermuda Triangle, that and Bigfoot were like major stressors of my childhood. So there was always a movie with the Bermuda Triangle being involved and, and the plane gets hijacked Ooh. and the plane sinks in water but it doesn't It doesn't crush. It just it lands on a shelf about 60 feet below the water surface and some of the plane's integrity is able to handle that. So it's a race against time. But he's in Airport 75. Uh, 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 Eric Estrada is. And he is such a cliche. Like, I am a Latin lover. It is so over the top it's like oh my god so while we have this on though so bad back at this is the first time in a long time he popped a wheelie in front of traffic i don't know if you saw oh he did you want to see it he still has it it wasn't it was blatant (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. oh 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 oh, oh. that's the dilemma (laughs) that guy would have been plaster yeah <laughs> that's stuntman like reflex we gotta take fucking... care of business we got a bike this is your this is your crime you're dealing with it's a 1975 what? buick there's no way they had that kind of reflexes <laughs> behind that wheel yeah because well, they were at least a solid five scotches in you know oh that's an elderly <laughs> person too <laughs> all right bucko yeah, it was them dealing with yeah, this I'm was... training for the lance armstrong invitational <laughs> lance armstrong you know lance armstrong <laughs> Yeah, 98. 
Um, what were you doing in 1998? You remember in, watching this with Train, I'm obviously. Absolutely. You know what I watched it on? I watched it on Thomas Street, which is one block south of Division. That was that area was Chicago. The hood. That was <laughs> the hood when I was there. In this just dumpy, shitty house that literally had a hole in the floor that was like two feet wide. You went over there in the winter, it was forty five degrees. They're like all wrapped up in blank. It was like it was but we watched this. It was already cold by late October. I know that much. It was already cold. We were watching this and uh and that's where I was, Thomas Street, again, which is in between uh, uh, Western and California, one block south of Division. Uh, Humboldt Park is where I was at watching this. Uh, but 98, I was in graduate school, and if I didn't have stand-up comedy, stand-up comedy saved my life. Stand-up comedy was a uh, oh, was the relief. Uh, it was the relief for me. You know? This is Punch Hangs from a Helicopter. <clears throat> <laughs> It doesn't look like there's even any crime. It just looks like they're hovering over traffic and he's just for shits and giggles going to hang down the helicopter. Hey, like old times, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's I talk like Paul Rodriguez Does he now. Bump, bungee jump? And Are you serious? You know, there's something I always used to say to John when he'd ride me for breaking the rules. Sometimes you just got to break the mold. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was like, you know. It was that like, was his fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, it was his thing. He was kind of like, it was a rule. You know, he was like, So you know. they, they took their approach to traffic copping was very breakthrough and revolutionary. They're like, yeah. we're going to be, we're the shitheads of, of the police force, but we're going to do it with integrity and we're going to take it to the next level. Yeah, it was also, <laughs> I think it was also like, because the country is so racist, to have a Mexican actor or a Latin actor versus a black actor, that was more palatable for like, suburban america at that time it was sort of quasi ethnic enough to have that tension between him being the white guy and then punch you know i think that's what they were probably trying to do punch uh, that's my theory to be honest i have no idea what i'm saying uh i, I could be completely talking well let's right skip now. to something else here 1988 on october 27th et was released on vhs 14 million copies on day one that blew and me those away. vhs's were like 44 dollars. oh probably. absolutely and they were in that really thick nice plastic case like a good casing you paid for let's that let's see uh, when you told me that before the show ladies and gentlemen we let's do see what crap. else was cool in 1980 when you said that fact that was i mean that's set that's six years after the movie how i interpret that now is just how fast people want their entertainment now it's like you could release it in the, on, on theater you stream it at the same time and, and you just put it out there you, know, you cannot you can't wait like that but yeah people waited and they remembered that movie what I like about that time, and I romanticize that time, is your fandom had to really be forged. It wasn't very ephemeral. The Accused was the top movie at the box office in 1988. Huge movie. Do you know I never saw that in the theater? I saw it recently. Uh, it's dated, but the the rape sequence actually holds up. It's actually that was a very dramatic movie. In fashion, women are currently wearing sweater dresses, short skirts, small shoulder pads, animal print, full wool coats, and yeah. bulky sweaters. Meanwhile, yeah. men are wearing track suits and sweatshirts, Nike Air Jordans, and denim. It's 1988, so the airwaves are being dominated by music artists such as Phil Collins, Bobby McFerrin, yeah. the Pet Shop Boys, Bel. <sighs> Linda Carlisle and Rick Astley. Uh, never gonna let you down. Never gonna say goodbye. Uh, yes, I remember that music. Bobby McFerrin was Don't Worry, Be Happy. Uh, the Republican Party, because there was a presidential election that year, wanted to make that their song. They wanted to make it their song. Don't worry, be happy. I think McFerrin didn't want to do it. 
So uh, on TV, people were watching Family Ties, Married with Children in the Heat of the Night. Meanwhile, gamers are playing titles such as Duck Hunt, Tetris, Altered Beasts, yes. Super Mario 3. Kids and teenagers are watching TV shows such as Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I don't know if teenagers were watching that. Yeah. Adventures of the Gummy Bears, Full House, and the OG Wonder Years. If yeah. you're a teenager, then you're probably playing with such toys such as the Big Wheel, uh, Pogo Ball slash Lolo mm. Ball, Micro Machines, and Boglins. You have to understand, Keith, I was in college. I was 19 years old, still a virgin in 88. And I <laughs> in excess, George Harrison was around. And I and I uh, Akeem, uh, I was best not, in 88. I, I didn't know any of those toys. I, I was I was starting to come into a different phase of it. You know, I was still a kid, though. When you're 19, you're still a kid. Rain Man won the Academy Award. You know, the endangered earth was named as the time person of the year in 1988. Wow. Because that was a statement on gender. Things were changing. People weren't carrying the purse as much. Ooh, you're getting a cut. I think it was when Geraldo did his uh, Satan thing that we watched last week. My God. Some of the things that mainstream media pawns off is like, also, so uh, so on October 28th, 1978. Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park comes out. Oh, uh, you know, I because I was not a Kiss fan. I was afraid of Kiss as a kid, but they were. I mean, this I guess the stories of this. <laughs> that dude, he's been a character actor. Dead Senate. The, the the story, you know, the story of this. Who was it? Was it Peter Chris as the drummer? They dub- redubbed his voice because he, he looks like this in the show. Also, because I guess he was just just wasted Bombed. drunk in the entire oh, yeah. thing he just couldn't even really speak that well yeah that dude was a character actor Holy oh yeah he's shit. in uh teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the Man, secret of the use i think at least what an act what a career i think he was also in like God, i'm trying to think i'll place so i gotta look at him a little bit more <laughs> i mean this whole they filmed this thing at like a coney island theme park i mean i tell you what i give kiss credit like <laughs> I mean, they were the beginnings. I remember when I had a economics class my senior year in high school. We watched a video on Kiss and the behind the concept of hype, and just don't believe the hype of the hype of a product. That's all part of the. They're bad at wandering. They're yeah. bad at wandering. They were just supposed to wander. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like walking, kind of with a weird purpose. Yeah. They just look like they're going. They can't find the stage. We'll do it like Spinal Tap. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure Spinal Tap g- g- got the idea. They did a lot of research before they made Spinal Tap. All the rock and roll movies, I bet you they watched them all and picked out, like, like from Song Remains the Same, Spinal Tap takes direct point. But you're probably right about that. You're probably, they probably, Spinal Tap, the folks who wrote it probably saw this and said, oh, there's an opportunity here. They're bad at wandering. I'm willing to bet that, you know, because the whole wandering motif is hilarious that they had in a, or the, or the sketch they I'm going to try and find a picture of the original ET VHS. God, that was then. Uh, yeah. Well, that was, uh, again, I was 19. I mean, that's how long it took. Oh, I'm sure there, there probably was a big legal negotiation going on in that because they had, they knew it was going to be this massive moneymaker. So they had to like make sure they timed it the right way. You know, it's just like presenting an IPO. Ooh, how is the market going to interpret this? We need more information. I had this case. one. I had this with the green. It had the green fucking Ooh, man. On, that, on yeah, the side. That, that, that was, you had that, you know, something that was cutting edge. Because, I mean, obviously you said this is a movie that to you to this day tears you up, correct? To this day? Uh, Yeah. I get, you know, depending on what mood I'm in, absolutely. <clears throat> I also feel like this is big. It was one of the... <clears throat> 
<laughs> oh, excuse me. Was it one of the first VHSs that wasn't a giant plastic like bookcase? Uh, interesting, interesting. Because I thought the big one, the big plastic bookcase, was a sign of a, of like. Oh no! Here we go. Sophisticated. Here's right? the original one. Yeah, it's so interesting. I was 13 years old when that movie came out, and it was the summer that I moved from D.C. to Wisconsin. And that movie was huge. And I used to love the movies. I go to the movies alone all the time. Poltergeist came out that summer. And I remember because Spielberg was in bo- had, had his fingers in both of those. Uh, oh, he's and, apparently uh, had his fingers in a lot of things. And, and then with, with Poltergeist, I saw it four times in the theater. I was still living in Virginia. When I moved to Wisconsin, I, I went and saw E.T. within a month or two of living there. And I remember not liking it. It's because I was in a, a bad headspace, my friend. I was not in a healthy, good, joy jovial mood so et to me didn't really i mean i I could see it had all the spielberg elements i mean to a t he really started mastering the was that one of his first exclusively like i'm going for children i think so yeah i think yeah absolutely not in an aggressive way but 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 understanding like he understood the suburban consciousness very well And, and that's when suburbia had really obviously truly taken hold and so he he really understood kind of that whatever quote unquote zeitgeist you know of that. So E. T. that was a true. I mean, it, it is it truly was a breakthrough movie. It was oh, it was the biggest grosser movie ever. The Z. You know? Here's the intro <laughs> of E. T. No, this is Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Very not. The, this is a wrong way to go about it. I feel like they wanted to let's throw them off. Show them how fun the park is. Uh, th- that in the late seventies, that was a technological breakthrough cuddling roller, roller coaster, coaster technology no the, the the circle roller coaster that was like oh my god you go in a circle well, i remember doing that when i was like 10 or 11 Let's pop on isaac's return while we finish talking about sure, tv history sure absolutely isaac's return which is uh children of the corn <laughs> children of the corn six which means five was bad so they're like let's bring ike back bring back ike for those who don't remember this is the uh the high priest if you will, of the Church of Satan that was in uh, the... It's such a dated movie. I'm sorry, there's no way a town in the middle of nowhere could just be cut off. Do you remember Urban the Harvest? Gas, the gas main, no one's been paying their bill. Someone's going to show up. It's not going to be three years of children running a town. I, I couldn't get myself. Do you remember Urban Harvest where they go to the suburbs, they get adopted by a family and they go to the <sighs> Nancy suburbs? Nancy Allen is in this? Holy shit. Nancy Allen, she, she's in a RoboCop, man. Oh, yeah, that's the you blonde, know? right? Yeah, and she's also in a bunch of uh, uh, oh, early secured, De Palma movies. She's probably in like a, all the shitty horror movies now, she, too. She, she was in Carrie. She was in the original Carrie. And then she was also... she She's John Travolta's like... She's the real kind of bitchy woman. In, in I'm going to slide down the chat here. So Aponte, I forgot, I think he's maybe talking. He, We were talking about somebody, and Aponte says he was in Westerns. He was in y- the Young Riders, 80s TV Western. Wow. Uh, character polls. was Teaspoon. Uh, Josh Brolin was also on that show, a young Josh. Uh, and he says, this Kiss movie has a Scooby, uh, Scooby-Doo special episode vibe. <laughs> very, very much right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But they had a cast for this. They had a cast. 
He says, I even think Kiss appeared on Scooby-Doo, if I remember correct. Probably. Um, I don't recall Probably one that of the things I, Metal Lark Lemon pulls Paul Stanley out of his afro well, well, during that, the that, fucking... That, that was the Harlem Globetrotter show, which they I loved. teamed up with Scooby, though. I think it might have been the same, like Hanna-Barbera made them both. I, I was a Scooby-Doo kid, absolutely. When I was five, six, seven years old, heavily into Scooby-Doo. I used to like the drum beat. The dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. You knew something was fired up, man, when that drum beat can't, that can't, dun, 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 dun. You remember that? And Scooby, no. there was this drum beat they would have and it would fire you up. That's great. <laughs> That's what I recall being like six, <laughs> getting fired up by the music. Like, yeah, it's working on me. This is a hell of a fucking sunrise. Yeah, like, yeah they this just, intro is like, Jesus Christ. There's a sickle, there's a bloody hand. It's just mystery. They show you the horror, but they go, they want to, I guess this is deductive reasoning where you, they give you the sort of conclusion you got to figure it out or is it vice versa? Uh, yeah, RoboCop was 87, but he remembers it being uh, 88 or 89. Yeah, well, yeah, RoboCop was 87. So I was born, baby. I, I, I did not. Was I that remember, not popular? Was it like an underground cult thing? Like if you liked RoboCop, you I, fucking I looked cool. down on it immediately. But you know, somewhere it did, was just stupid. Yeah, it seemed stupid to me. Although I liked it later seeing it. I was like, this is actually kind of funny when I was like 18 yeah, or 19. it's like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it, it's, and it's got some moments to it, you know. I, well, Paul Verhoeven directed it. So it's got some in, indictments of American. Cons- I'll buy that for a dollar. It's got some consumerism indictments going Ooh, on. What do we got here? You know, it's, it, it's a dystopian future. You know, it's been the same thing. Yeah. Is that Craig T. Nelson? <laughs> My name's Minnow Hostetta. <laughs> again, once again. <laughs> That's fucking Billy Bob Thornton's brother. What road is it? About 10 miles. 10 miles, you got to be. Why do you talk like that? We're in fucking Nebraska. <laughs> I'm going there anyway. You can rural America. They just have a southern twang. They feel like they have to talk like that. Is that like, is that the guy from Phantasm? Boy Preacher. Oh, Gatlin. I always Go forget Gatlin. that it's called Gatlin. Gatlin, Nebraska. No, that's what the town is called. Yeah, that's Gatlin, what the children. Well, is it Nebraska? Yeah, it's supposed to be Nebraska. I was children just of the shooting corn. in the dark. Yeah, corn. but there's corn everywhere. No, no, no out but, there. but they, they thought. Of, I think Sp- or Spielberg King, but different. Stephen was like very much focused on like uh, he tried to. I, I never read the book, but I think a lot of it is he doesn't like you know tell, televangelists and, te- and he thought these are all snake oil salesmen, and, and he it, that's a subtle commentary that goes on in Children of the Corn, I believe. You know, is what's going again. It's definitely an anti-religious movie. You know, it's religion is actually a dark thing in some ways, and dark things happen with religion. You know, it's making you think, as opposed to you know, people. People don't see that because it's really not that well done. The original movie, the fact that this spawned a franchise of six movies, is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. I think it made like. 14 million bucks off of a hundred eight hundred thousand dollar well it had a for just because i feel like the this took advantage of the straight to dvd and video market like they never went oh, to well, this yeah exactly all yeah, of yeah. them everything after two i think yeah wasn't have, in theaters yeah, yeah well you know i mean you know good good again they know what their niche is she's a pretty woman walking down <laughs> the street a pretty woman so I'm going back to 99 of see what's on TV here. Um, the New York Yankees have just won the 99 World Series, sweeping the Braves. Yeah. Uh, on TV, people are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Slayer yes. Allie McBeal, Dawson's uh, Creek, and that 70s show. This is my era, baby. Allie McBeal is I saw just... Dawson's Creek because of the Cubs, because they were on WGN, so the Cubs would preempt 
so I would just finish the Cub game and I'd be like, oh, I'll watch Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek for you was like, oh, I love that show. Yeah, it was a very yeah. It's so like my uh, it's my 12? dynasty. You were twelve, yeah. That's yeah. I, I remember that show was a popular show. I never watched an episode. Jessica Beale, I remember she was on it. She was obviously gorgeous. Oh, Allie McBeal. I'm talking Dawson's Creek, but yeah, Allie McBeal was more adult. Well, that was, like McBeal my parents was, watched Allie McBeal. Uh, I just, Calista Flockhart. I, I remember amongst comedians, like the comedians I, I was doing stand up at the time, really looking down on that show. Like it's just, it's, it's just like appealing to like lame mainstream women. It was just like, oh god. Grand Theft Auto Two came out in 1999. The, the big thing on Allie McBeal was the dancing baby. It was like, oh, TV is going to do CGI. There'll be a dancing baby. Like, oh, it's a breakthrough. I'm sure that person got some work. Look on at this. 1999 Amazon CEO Jeffrey P. Bezos was named the time person of the year. Wow. Now he wouldn't. Uh, Movies in 99, Phantom Menace, The Sixth Sense, Toy Story 2, Tarzan, The Matrix, The Mummy, Notting Hill. You love it. Yeah. Uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. I saw that in theaters. I saw the theater too. Office Space, Fight Club, The Blair Witch Project. Office Space was a Gen X. movie. It is a Gen X sort of. That is like a movie of Gen X. When you look at like of good, good cinema of that era, that's a good movie, I think. Oh, that yeah. Capture sort of the that, for me. I feel like that was I feel like everyone has an era where the movies were so easily accessible as far as theaters. Yeah. You know, uh, you're you can drive now so you can go. It's still not that expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Independent movie houses are still thriving. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They're, they're everywhere. There's a lot of them. There yep. isn't just one. Like, it, I, I remember when we would actively shun the show place, which was the AMC. Yeah. We'd be like, no, we're going to go to Merrillville with the stage in front of it, like the old rickety one where there's rats. Absolutely. Oh, no. The, the independent theater and the independent movie. You know, there wasn't really that thing going on in the 80s. In the 90s, there was definitely a, a renaissance of that, which was cool. That, that to me, was very That's much like... That's where these movies lived, too. Yeah. They would get shown two years later. Yeah. Yeah. As I, for fun on a Saturday while people did fucking whippets and yeah, got yeah, jerked yeah, and off. Yeah, yeah, Mushrooms and crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and crack. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is... Uh, yeah, who, yeah, this was, I can't, it's amazing that we have made this. But yeah, the independent movie, the 90s, definitely, oh, it, was, it was a golden era. Rob Aponte says, Ali uh, McBeal was totally body shamed for being skinny. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that was very much like she's too, she's close to Flockhart is too skinny. I remember thinking that actually. I was like, oh, she looks skeletal. You know, it's like, ew. So uh, Aponte says, oh, right, the dancing baby was a thing. I think the dancing baby was in Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, well, it, it was it was sort of like of maybe of your era. What what uh, we're looking for Herb, looking for Herb by Burger King in 1985. I just watched the Super Bowl 20. Oh, yeah. Cause, Herb, people uh, love that reveal. That people was, love that dork. That was a there was a palpable buzz. That was the reveal of who Herb was. <laughs> it was a palpable buzz of like, my God, Herb is going to be. It was like, I'm not the Herb you're All the women for. were fainting and shit. Yeah, I mean, it was. He's it just was, some fucking dork with yeah, glasses. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's just a nerd. Wearing wingtips. Yeah, and, and like, oh, hey, it's kind of. But that was revealed during the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 20. Oh, was a Stacey real, Keach is in this. Oh, yeah. Keach. Some stayed. <laughs> I did. You got a piece of corn in your ear. Pulls out a fucking cob of corn. You, I mean, I guess he had a severe cocaine problem in the 80s. Oh, I'm sure. A severe cocaine. 
Uh, yeah, Matrix huge, Fight Club, Aponte says yes, in 99. Fight Club, Fight Club, that was a very much a cutting edge movie. I saw that when I had a day off from work, middle of the week. I, I had hooked up with this woman at the Elevated, and, and she gave me a terrible <laughs> hand After job. or at the club? After, afterwards, afterwards. We hooked up afterwards, and it was like not good. It was just not a good thing. It did. She was bone dry. <laughs> <laughs> but my point yeah, is... Yeah, but that's your fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, ooh, it's not working. You didn't know how to work her, the yeah. fucking stick shift. No, yeah, she just... She's, you gotta it wasn't, find it wasn't that, working down there. You gotta there. find that bump, When bro. you put the hand down there, it wasn't working. I was like, whoa, that's surprising to me. I'd never really had that experience. I have a tube of jelly in my drawer. <laughs> but it was... Uh, but the point was, we went and saw Fight Club the next day. And I remember... I liked Fight Club. I wasn't just enamored with it. I know people who really thought it was a great, cutting-edge, kind of dark cinema. Ooh, look you know? at that ball-chain necklace. I would want to date the fuck out of this girl, Crow. Halloween. Well, she she's pretty, you know. This is late 90s, like, hardcore. Like, she's got the nice sweater, but look at the... Like, she's got that ball-chain necklace. Like, this girl listens to Power Man 5000, yeah. is what I'm saying. <laughs> What, what's he, how do you warn her? You what, know, what, what no, charge. Do you no charge, doing it for free. Thanks. Yeah, but you know something. I'll give you You're a You're going to owe me something in No return. charge. I'll do a pap smear. <laughs> we'll pap you. How do I get to the town square? You know, whatever you're looking for here, Miss Martin, you're not going to find it. Do yourself a favor and go back to California. This trope still exists. To get oh, the, out, you're not going to find whatever you're looking for. And, and, and you the little old liberal man, journalism man. If we were watching Dracula from 1927, this character would still exist. You don't want to go down that street. Yes, sir. You know, it would be like some 98-year-old actor. You know, actually, they look 98, but they're actually 46. But because they lived in the 1920s, they had smoked eight packs of cigarettes a day. In 1999, Buffy star Sarah Michelle Gellar was named FHM Sexiest Woman of the Year. Yeah. How creepy is that? She was like 23. Yeah, oh, 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 she was a... You should be named most adored woman you want your mother to squeeze the cheeks of. Yeah, yeah, 23. Yeah, the Y2K oh, yeah. bug. Through much of 1999, the media focused on Y2K and the uh, dawn of the new millennium. Here's, uh, my, here's my joke. Here's my joke with that. I might have a million joke with it. Was, uh, Y2K, Amish conspiracy to rule the world. So that was my one joke. <laughs> and then you backed away. Take, yeah. a, take a drink. Yeah, I was like, yes, I was like, Y2K. <laughs> Your quick fire shot. I'm going to tell you the news people don't want you to know. <laughs> that, that fucking... <laughs> Doing that on stage is so bad. It's so bad. Be yourself. No, go ahead. What do we say? What, 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 uh, there was also a lot of concern about the millennium bug. Thankfully, nothing serious occurred. My friend's dad, when midnight hit, he turned all the power off. He went in the basement and hit the breaker and turned it all off as his Y2K joke. Uh, thankfully, nothing <laughs> oh, serious. Funny. Oh, he's a joke. I thought he was taking it seriously. I feel like that's truly when web developing hit a peak, though, because they actually had to stay up probably endless nights to make sure it didn't actually happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that was a big story. That was a and it ended up just being a that and, and the movie uh, Blair Witch Project, although a huge movie, ultimately a dud. 1999 text messaging exploded in popularity. 1999? Yes. It's that old. Oh, yeah. Well, is, is there a mental hospital in children of the corn? Is in, in, she in, probably came in from Drummond, one. Drummond in Nebraska, wherever. <laughs> oh, you can stop Come over here, woman. I ain't seen you no know, woman in years. You know I wonder if she grew up in Gatlin and is getting out finally. No woman, you got to understand. I'm going to read the plot to this movie. Yeah, because, oh, no, absolutely. Oh, oh she imagined it. You know something, I ain't seen a woman in years. 
<laughs> I got to bit me a woman. Where is she? You're not going to run it. Okay. Hannah is the daughter of one of the original members of the murderous cult. Hannah travels to her hometown of Gatlin to find her mother and explore her past. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah. I, I had a hard time. I know it's a stupid horror movie, but I had a hard time suspending disbelief. Game Boy Color enough. comes out in 1999. Floppy disks are being phased out in 1999. Do you I, remember at work, you being like, with these fucking CDs, what, they we, scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll write a bit about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I had, I had floppy disks. All, the, all my early stand-up was on it. My uh, grad school papers were on it. I remember when the floppy disk was cutting edge. Pagers are dying out. There he is. He's making a comeback. <laughs> he's like 57, but he's got the child disease. So he... Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, I, I read his bio. He is, uh, he is a gay actor. Pagers are dying out. At the end of the 1990s, pagers yep. start to die out. It Absolutely. was due to the growing availability of cell phones. Absolutely. Pagers were small devices, allowed their own... I love that they explained what they were. They basically told you somebody wanted you to call them. And then you would need to find yeah. a phone and call them. Oh, that was like the, that was a notorious drug dealer. All my rich friends had pagers when we were in fifth grade, and I was so jealous. My sister got a pager when she was in middle school, one of those see-through ones where yeah. the case was like colorful. You see the wires inside. Yeah. yeah. Landline phones are still popular for now. Uh, yeah. CD folders were big in 1999. Absolutely. I, yeah, I, I had a CD folder. Uh, Nintendo 64, late 90s fashion, uh, leather pants, high-waisted miniskirts, and halter tops, metallic clothing, uh, yes. like the ball chain, that, that sexy I had a metallic shirt I used to wear on stage, and then I was eventually shamed into ever wearing it again. Cargo pants or military-inspired <laughs> clothing also became part uh, of the more popular... <laughs> I had a silver shirt I wore a couple times. Preppy looks became popular. They did. My best friend Wesley wore uh, sweater vests and white t-shirts. Oh, I can't believe I wore that. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, what that was it clothing, again? That, that silver shirt. I had a silver shirt. Oh, yeah. I, I wore a couple times and just got mercilessly That's shamed great. into not wearing it again. And, and they were right. Yeah, you and looked they, like the inside of a cooler, probably. <laughs> you looked like the inside of a totally fucking a good per, I love jacket. It. Katie Cosman was like, are you gay? <laughs> when I wore that, I wore that shirt. It was so bad. I got shamed into never wearing it again. I'm sure there's some video out there of it. But yeah, 90s fashion, that era of fashion, which you thought was cool. Eh, some of it's okay, but most of it's crap. Um, let's see. Because all fashion trends are ultimately stupid. Uh, so. Preppy looks became uh, widespread amongst young men. My best friend Wesley wore sweater vests and white shirts. That's the Dawson look. That's Dawson's Creek cracking into the fucking yeah. Zeke geese. Yeah, yeah. Because again, early 80s, my, my brother, which is mind-blowing, Keith, my brother was voted most preppy in high school in 1982 if you would see my brother now and say oh you were voted most prep you'd be like what happened where where did, where did the wrong turn at albuquerque occur in fashion you know he doesn't give a shit playstation and nintendo 64 are super popular cds become the dominant music format so much so to where you listen to radio i was listening to a radio show from 98 and they don't call it an album they don't say record uh the rolling stones new cd came out Oh, absolutely Absolutely. I mean, I was. You were an CD old dinosaur if you called it an album. Oh yeah. Although uh, there was an underbelly because of uh, of uh, mixing and shit, you know, and all dubbing and stuff, and the DJ culture was definitely getting a foothold. <clears throat> so having some vinyl, you had some credibility. Like you were a little break up weed up, on it, you know. Yeah. Aponte's right. The uh, golden eye for N sixty four was fucking huge. I remember my my friend David's fourth grade birthday party. We watched Super Bowl, Patriots, Packers. 
Oh, wow, 97. 96. 96, 97, yeah. I was rooting for the Patriots hard because I hated the Packers. Because you're a smart man. While I was ironically wearing, there's a picture of me ironically wearing a Packers jersey. That was the beginning of my punk rock phase. Uh, I'm gonna hate cheer or whatever. Yeah, whatever. and then well, because the Bears were garbage. Yeah, I just yeah. and it was a hand-me-down shirt. Um, but then after that, we played Donkey Kong and GoldenEye. And Donkey Kong had this level where if you paused it and unpaused it, it did a strobe light effect. And we did that all night. <laughs> GoldenEye had paintball mode where you shoot up the whole level with paintballs. I was always odd job because I was a fat kid, so they made me be odd job. Well, I was going to say, yeah, we, we, we talked about that in earlier episodes. Did they have the song Golden Eye? No. Licks and Golden Eye. The technology <laughs> wasn't there to insert that kind of sound into uh, a game. Yeah, of it's Turner? only 64 bits, by the way. It's so fucking, yeah. So Music hilarious. is more than 64 bits. Yeah. Yeah. It was Golden. just like, <laughs> they have Pierce Brosnan being like, okay. Like that, oh, that would be yeah. like the sound effects. Yes. Wow. Was that crude still? Oh, absolutely. I don't even think they might still? not have talked. It would be like in between levels. You'd have a picture of Pierce Brosnan pop up being like, good job. Because in my mind, so that was like 1997. So just five years later, I, I got into Halo for a little while. I gained with Halo for about six months of my Doom life. Doom was big in the 90s. You know, Duke I, Nukem. And, and uh, Tomb Raider, I think was a pretty good, a big show, a big, big video game in the late 90s. And I remember thinking that was like, wow, that looks amazing, you know, but now obviously it's so here we yeah. this is funny. Yeah. Although wallpaper is still common, it's beginning to go out of fashion. Yeah, that's a weird fucking millennium thing. By the 1990s, modernism was really starting to heavily influence interior design trends. As a result, wallpaper started to, to decline in popularity. Instead of using decorative wallpaper, many people opted for minimalist, plain, covered walls. What is this? What, 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 what is this? You know what I mean? Like Actually, yeah. That, that's what they did here, oh, yeah. obviously. You know, and it, it looks... This is the look that I like. When I think of like wall, I think of like they late told me 70s. Some guy who's lived here for 13 years said everything used to be brown in here. Wow. Well, they're probably like, let's give it. This is this is the same color as my condo. It's a Balboa. And he said there used gray. to be thin carpet. He goes, yeah. my apartment still has the carpet. <sighs> yeah. You got to get rid of that carpet too. that thin basement like yeah. shit that turns brown when you step on uh, it too absolutely. long. Absolutely, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It gets worn. So that's 1999. We went wow. through the late 90s watching wow. this. We're at what, about, a two, uh, you know says two hours and 36 minutes but okay. that's a, that's the yeah. unedited fucking thing the stream time has fucked yeah uh yeah. but it's been a good uh, show yeah absolutely but i i still don't quite get like like she's just wandering around gatlin so why would they i mean i think it's probably one of those things where isaac's in a coma so they're they're the cult's dead he's the oh, power oh, oh 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 so it gets channeled through isaac into the kids so she okay. probably something's happening to where they want her to free isaac i'm doing this like a hallmark movie yeah. <laughs> we've got to help isaac okay <laughs> says halo exists because of goldeneye in the yeah chat. i believe that I, I, I was mentioning that because goldeneye was huge it was about Massive. i never played it i so I was, was mario you know, it's a Mario, that's what I established. I'm Italian. <laughs> your, your lifelong weird resentment. I just think they're Italians. goofy. I like them. They just go. They they talk about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the enthusiasm for it. All of our ancestors were murder murderous pillagers. You know, yeah, they definitely like the old country. There's no doubt about that. The Amish are the only good 
ancestors you know because they kind of try to live they're afraid of here with the land and yeah yeah God, what they just churn butter and refuse a picture isn't that i mean i remember going to some i, I did uh, a giant snow uh snow sledding ride with like horse-drawn buggies and shit when i was a kid nine years old look at that at an amish family. is that bill is that bill will Patton? now i'm you is that sigourney Sh weaver no it's not sigourney weaver so the, the, are they the it's ones like nathan lane they're trying to get <laughs> Oh, so they're trying to give him brain activity again. Oh, so now, oh, so he has like power of like the eyes through the control of the eyes. Malachi, he just comes back to life. Yeah, yeah. I think it's is that Malachi's daughter. I bet it's Malachi's daughter. You are the spawn of Malachi, aren't you? <laughs> they extracted his seed while he layeth here in the bed. She has the gift of sight. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, he's a pretty good creepy guy. As is Malachi. They had they had a good like two tandem. I think that's a good thing when you think of a horror movie, Keith. Who, who are the what are horror movies that you think of where there's actually kind of two bad guys, like two guys working in conjunction? Because because and then they have a separation, but but they're both almost equal bad guys. He's a good bad guy as that priest, and then Malachi, of course, is the murderous guy. Huh? Is aren't there, there are some other horror movies that have that convention I, I feel like am i wrong yeah there aren't really a lot i mean there are but they're hard to name because that, yeah that's an interesting dynamic of tidbit that. yeah of a, you know frailty's kind of like that but it's because one of the twists is that like the guy telling the story is actually the murderer but he tells the story like his brother have you ever seen frailty no Matthew McConaughey telling the story to a cop about how his brother was this famous killer called the God's Hand Killer. Oh. And he tells the whole story why it happened. My dad saw an angel and told us to murder people. We were sacrificing them to heaven. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, you find out that uh, McConaughey is actually the God's Hand reveal. Killer. Yeah. And he's told the whole story to frame the brother and he actually killed the brother. And then you have to stop him at the end. Wow. So that's kind of like that, but that's also yeah. like that where the dad is the villain and then, but Matthew McConaughey's the villain because he was the dude who actually became the God, God's hand killer, yeah, yeah. but the dad is the one who drove it in. I want to hear his dialogue right now. He's got a bad hangover. Isaac, <laughs> you have a son. He's got a real bad hangover. He's perfect. Oh, oh, oh. I've prepared him. He looks like Jerry Mathers, fucking, and Jerry Mathers as Isaac. It's a Leave It to Beaver joke, this by the cat, way. This cat, I mean, it, it's stroking his palsy hand. Uh, oh, He's like, that's not, that's not the movie. My hand is actually clawed. His coming back to life is hilarious. That, that's a hilarious scene. That was so good. But anyway, I tell you, what, I am winding well, down. Well, I'm gonna, right I'm gonna, yeah. you got to let me do undo this filter. Let's land out here. I want to do something special. I want it to sound. We, did, we didn't talk a lot correct. about the Bears, and I get it. Uh, we're gonna have something to talk about next week when the Minnesota Vikings face off against the Cowboys. And I, I, I want to see. Kate, this is another thing I gotta say about the Vikings. One say of the things that, that I find very frustrating about them is out of the bye, their record is not really ever very good. They've won some games out of the bye, but I always feel like when you come out of the bye, you should come out like with all guns blazing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, now you're kind of making a statement or you got guys should be healthier. You know, they've had two weeks off now to heal up and stuff. So I feel like, you know, and I feel like the, the Vikings have some elements and dimensions where they can do that, but they're just not good enough. So I'll be curious to see. They're going to play a very good Cowboy team who's also coming off their bye. 
but they're playing in Minnesota. Fucking Cowboys are great too. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, and unfortunately, Patrick Peterson, who's a you know defensive back for the Vikes, he pulled his hamstring in that fourth quarter that they just pissed it away against the uh, Panthers. That had they got to kick the field goal, he would never have pulled his hamstring. But it's a whole other thing. Uh, so they're down. An already thin secondary is down. So they're going to have to score some points, I think, to win the game, which I think that they can actually do. I think it's actually going to be a pretty good football game. I. I I'm uh, optimistic about it because it's in Minnesota. In Dallas, Vikings lose, but in Minnesota, they have a chance. And if they if they win, then they can say that they're the second best team in the division, and they can actually get their shit together. These next four games: Dallas at home, Baltimore on the road, Chargers on the road, Green Bay at home. So they're they're 500. That's fine. That's that's okay. These next four games are basically Zimmer's future. Is he going to actually same be thing coach? with Nagy and the Bears? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that the, the McCaskies are already fed up. They're about to build a new stadium. They got their future quarterback. They they are not going to fuck this one up. Is he? And it's his fourth full year, right? Yep. Being the coach, gotta go. You know, the fact is, is like if you haven't, if you haven't shown, if you haven't won a playoff game or two, if you outright you know, say he's always said my offense takes four years to learn. Well, you just drafted a new quarterback. We're not giving you another four years again. I, I understand. God, these coaches are just for getting paid so much money. And to close it out, Nimrod. Like I said earlier, this yeah. geniuses are being figured out. Yeah, here uh, we go. But that's it. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, KeithPazel.com slash live. KeithPazel.com slash T-I-K-P-P for the episodes of the show. Um, uh, yeah. Donate. Pay-per-view donations. However much you want. It's how we run the show. Um, we love you. We'll see you next week. announce we are off the air when we are off the air.